on me and more on you. This bad boy over here. All apologies. I am gay. <laughs> what if that entire song is just all the world is gay? How about instead of Matrix Reloaded, it's just Matrix Metamucil because they're old. Matrix is 22 years old or something like that. How about Matrix Ben Gay? How about Matrix Pain Relieving Cream? How about Matrix Extra Strength? <laughs> How about Matrix Tylenol? What about Matrix Silver? Hell yeah. How about Matrix One a Day? Mm. How about Matrix Insure? So you get all your dry vitamins and carry on Moss is now 80 years old and she has dementia and she forgets that she didn't eat. She's down to 109 pounds. So you have to give her insure to ensure she doesn't starve to death. How about matrix milk of magnesia? How about Matrix Kaopectate? Because all they eat is baby food. And then, and they have diarrhea, so you got to give them Kaopectate. So they don't shit themselves all the time. How about Matrix Half-Calf? Because if you give them full caffeine, their heart will beat too fast and their heart monitor... We'll send a message to hospice care. How about matrix sucrose? How about matrix sugar-free candy? Because the doctor said they really shouldn't be sugar anymore. How about, how about matrix? Uh, how about it's the matrix, but everybody just uses jitterbugs? Because they're so old, they don't know how to use a browser on the on on a smartphone. How about Matrix? My computer monitor stopped working, and I think there's something wrong with the mainframe. Because that's what my dad said to me. Because he left his computer unattended, and he called me on the landline, and he said, "All the monitor said is." D sub power saving mode. I'm like, yeah, the computer just turned off. He's like, I don't know, it just does that. So he would my dad uses the old RCR editing computer as his computer now. <laughs> Which is in the basement where I used to like live most of the time. You know, I'd sleep upstairs, but I spent all day in the basement. And I used to like wear extra coats because it was cold down there, but it was the only place where I could shack off in private. And I put a lock on, on, on like, there was two doors in my parents' basement. There's like, you walk into the basement because it's Pennsylvania, there's a bar in the basement. And then you go through another door and there was like the downstairs family room, which was always, I think, my favorite room in the house. Um, 
but there wasn't a lock on the door because one time <clears throat> there was a lock on the door like growing up but one time my brother locked himself in the room when he was little and he did not know like he's like an infant like he's a toddler he does not know that you turn the little thing inside the uh uh doorknob to get out so we had to like oh we had a cl i climbed in there was like a vent fan uh because like the furnace room butted up against that room and like there was a fan like a how a window fan in the wall that just blew could blow like hot air into the downstairs family room to like circulate air from the furnace just like the furnace area would get warm so you wouldn't be super cold in that room so we just like pushed that and it fell on the floor and I ran in, unlocked the door. So, but then after that, I was like, it's too dangerous to have a lock on this. So we just, so the knob was there, but dad like took out the, the locking mechanism. There was just a piece of wood in there. So the door would close, but it couldn't stay that way. And then when I moved back home after I lived in Lansdale, I'm like, well, um, and this was before Wi-Fi or like we, we had like, like, um, range extenders or hardline, uh, hardline adapters. So I can have wireless up in my room. I had to have it in the basement because that was the only place where there was a hole in the floor or in the ceiling where hmm. you could have like, because the router was always upstairs in the family room, but you could run a Cat5 cable down there. So eventually I put one of those like stall door locks, just that little slider that went back and forth. And that was my way to lock the door so I could J-O. <laughs> How about Matrix J.O.? <laughs> because they're all old men and they don't know how to keep their penis in their pants. I don't think you were there for that shoot. The no, it was... old men and penises in their pants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was Tony Airlines that was along for that. And the guys were telling me there was like... We were at this like classic car dealership. And I won't blow up their spot, but they were cool guys. But like technically... like like the grandfather still owned it yeah but like he was starting to have dementia and they told me yeah he just goes into his office and like jerks off to asian porn like four times a day and like i mean nothing wrong with asian porn well i guess it depends well he there, there's no spung shui in his office ah it's like the door is there and you can kind of see his computer when you walk into his office and he like wouldn't he He'd close the door, but like leave it open a crack. Huh. And he'd just be there and he'd just be beating off. Well, there you go. Multiple times a day, every day. And As like, one does. <sighs> uh, apparently. <laughs> uh, Humans and such. Uh, it, I saw a question in there of uh, what happened to Monday's video. Uh, we didn't have one Monday. We decided to take a first Monday off and like, six years yeah because <laughs> ever since we moved to mondays however many years ago because we were originally on sundays way in the beginning way yeah. in the beginning and then we moved to mondays uh and so yeah <laughs> bless you um so yeah it's been um i had a great week a great i week had a off. fantastic week not working yeah you know what i did what i beat off that is that is <laughs> wonderful for an entire week uh, I did nothing just like office space. <laughs> you know, I got back from Cincinnati filming, uh, Foster's, you know, him as Badler the Eagle. And, um, 
we film i i filmed a documentary on their charity uh that they did for new year's um i think adler is putting it up on his youtube channel tomorrow um that was that was the best new year's i've ever had just like filming goofy stuff hanging out and not trying to have a good time yeah so i had a good time hmm. like it wasn't i was being social when i felt like it and when i didn't feel like being social i just stayed behind the camera and it was everything I thought it would be. The only thing it didn't, it wasn't, is that I didn't get any dick. Not that there was any shortage of it, but who knows? But you know, whatever. Go in. That was something my therapist said. Like, you know, maybe you should not expect anything, <laughs> <laughs> and you won't be let down. Yeah. Oh, but it was good. I'll link everybody to the documentary. I'm in it briefly. Um. You know, obviously I've kind of, I'm not in it because I'm the camera guy, but um there there's a bit where I where I do a thing and I appear in it. Yeah. Um uh uh comment to you, Rocky says Roman lost a hell of a lot of weight. I I found that I didn't actually lose weight. What I'm losing is definition in my arms because I haven't like done anything. Oh so I'm I'm guessing it's generally making me look thinner, but I don't actually like feel any thinner or like you know, I still got like my working gut mm. and my all my good stuff. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm just doing it to do it. Um, so yeah, I appreciate the kind words. I just don't know that uh necessarily I'm in any better shape now than I was. Although I want to be, you know. Um and I mean, and it's better than thinking that I'm losing weight for no reason, which is just ignite all of my health anxiety that I've ever had. Um how about Instead of Joe Rogan, it was Joe COVID. Because that's all he talks about. Yeah, that's why I can't listen. I, I just can't I try. Like... I, sk I skip through a lot of his podcasts now. Yeah. Because it's like, it's just the same beats over and over again. It's not entertaining. Yeah. I like the guy. I still like, if, if we ever get invited, I'll say yes in a heartbeat. But I'd be like, if he starts talking about ivermectin or something like that, I'd be like, Okay, Joe COVID. <laughs> just like, even though it doesn't make any sense. Okay, Joe COVID. <laughs> Joe COVID. All you got to do is repeat something a bunch of times. Okay, Joe COVID. Uh, how about the Matrix? What? Because everybody has dementia. How about the... The Matrix diabetes because all they eat is Hormel chili. I was talking about that because that's what my uncle eats. Hormel chili? Yeah. I mean, my uncle has dementia and two strokes and he's nonverbal and he lost most of his teeth. And my dad was talking that he went over to Jim's apartment. My dad's like the executor of the state. Jim has like a um a trust fund now yeah. because his inheritance from grandma and the old shoe factory that my family used to own like in the 40s and 50s like if if he got his inheritance from that property sale he just like go to disney world yeah yeah and just yeah. spend it all and the dude still has a license and he drives he drives but he's nonverbal but he drives yes it, legally, he has a legal driver's license and he's allowed to have a car because he hasn't broken en enough laws 
And I don't think he's been around. He hardly drives, hmm. but he can. He can like drive and get around by memory. And dad said he was in the car where Jim was driving once. And Jim just blows through traffic signs. It's, it's like everything. He's going to he's going to have an accident or something like that. He drives the 2007 Honda Accord from way back in the beginning because that used to be my mom's. And they just sold it to Jim for like, I don't know, like five grand or something like that. And that was that was back when that car was still kind of new ish, like in 20. I don't know, like 2016 or something like that, yeah. which would only make it like a 10 year old car. So it's fine. Um, so, yeah, but Jim, like. He's going to outlive everybody else in the family yeah. because like he's the most unhealthy. Hmm. He doesn't brush his teeth. He doesn't take, take care of himself. He can hardly speak. And it's it. You know how the way things goes. He's going to outlive everybody. Yeah, um, it's just how it goes. It's like. The people who necessarily try harder to take care of themselves, it yeah. seems, tend to have worse luck in that regard. How long um, did Jack Jack Elaine passed away like a number of years ago, didn't he? Jack Elaine, I believe so. Yeah. I guess he made it to 80 or something like that. Anyway, <coughs> my dad went over to Jim's apartment and I guess he has like electric heat or something like that. But for whatever reason, Jim was heating his kitchen by turning on his electric stove and just leaving the door open. Hmm. Yeah. And it's just like blasting heat outside in his kitchen. And like. He doesn't have any self-preservation. And, and my dad, because, you know, my dad is definitely um, ASD. He like tries to apply logic and like, see, if only I can explain to my brother doing this, he shouldn't do this. And I'm like, dad, you know, you can't apply logic to crazy. But does he have power of attorney? Yep. Because if he does, couldn't he just like have make the car go away? Oh, yeah. If you wanted to, yeah. Because I feel like he should probably do that for the safety of the community. Yeah. If for no other reason than if the if your uncle has no instinct for self-preservation, at least it's keeping someone who probably shouldn't be driving, even though they legally can, off of the street. That's an interesting question. Yeah, you, I think he could take away the car. Obviously, he couldn't revoke the license. But uh, I don't know. So that's what goes on. It's like ever since grandma passed away, that's what my parents talk about oh. is Jim. That's like the last family member to like dole and like, uh, um, what's that word? Ruminate. Yeah. Yeah. To ruminate over. Um, cause there's nothing really else to talk about. Thank God for the pandemic. That's a line. That's a, that's a line I feel that needs the right context to slip in. Yeah. It's like the Wilhelm scream. Is corny, but sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it on works. that rare occasion. Yeah, yeah. The line is "Thank God for the pandemic." It gives boring people something to talk about, or maybe it could be "Thank God for the pandemic." It gives boring people something to talk about and sound interesting. Thank God for the pandemic. It makes it makes boring people interesting. Uh, thank God for the pandemic. It gave everyone a medical degree. Hell yeah. Well, well, 
It's going to snow on Saturday. No, Sunday. Well, I'm gay. (laughs) 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 Well. Makes me think of the come town bit with Christopher Walken and then uh, uh, fucking like, oh, the, the, the bigger guy. Um, what's his name? Stavros Halkis. Stavros. There we go. He just busts in with a terrible walk. And I'm gay. <laughs> I'm gay. Meanwhile, oh, man. What if I busted that out? Like right when freaking Larry and Bob are at the table. Oh, yeah. So we're having uh, there's these other like we're we're kind of regulars at the coffee shop where we write all the RCRs. But then like these other two old guys that show up that usually are talking amongst themselves. But the way everybody was seated it was like. I sat down at the table across from Larry and Larry's like some, I don't know what he does. He's an electrician. I think Larry's like in his late sixties and he has some guy, you know, his name, Bob and Bob is like this guy with like liver spots and a veteran hat. And like, let me tell you about history. You know, they don't teach history in school anymore. Stuff like that. And he's like, oh, he, he's a guy who probably knows a lot of things, but, you know, he'd be a lot more interesting if he didn't just like, like insist upon you all the time. Um, he'd be a lot more friendly if he, if he, if he just, if he served his facts with charity instead, instead of grim duty. Or like, I'm going to tell you. Wow, you're sure telling me. Um, you got anybody to... Uh, are we the only people who, who, who listen to you, Bob? <laughs> anyway, so Bob just sits down at my table. And I'm like, no, whatever. Uh, I take it as a compliment that I look friendly enough that he can sit with me. So then Nick comes in. So it's just Nick, me, and Bob at one table and like Larry at the other table. Yeah. But like they're going back and forth about, you know, times used to have been better or something in so many words. I mean, Larry is a positive guy because like the pandemic turned a lot of old men negative if they weren't already. Yeah, like more. they walk around and uh, they got thank God for the pandemic. It makes grumpy. old. It gives grumpy old men something legitimate to complain about. Um, But (laughs) back. Do you know about something? No, he Bob doesn't ask, do you know about before he gives you an old man fact? He he just says the old man facts. <laughs> but like to just pull out a I'm gay. <laughs> Larry would probably laugh. Bob would just, I don't know, probably get all silent or something like that. Yeah. Seems that mm-hmm. way. I mean, I could see it being that. And then there were those ladies there who. Oh, those guys. Yeah, those they, guys. <laughs> uh, that they were talking about it. And I mean, making up a name, but they were like, Ethel. well, yeah, like, well, Ethel, she, she like was checked into the hospital and lost a lot of weight. Not that she couldn't stand to lose some that weight, was a line. but that's <laughs> not, not that the way, way to, to do, do it. it. It's just like, yeah, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm the, she got I, COVID or lost five pounds. Not I that mean, she couldn't stand to lose five pounds, but that's not the way to do it. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, sometimes first you lose a little bit of weight, then you, you, you know, you, you, you're having conversations with the other side. Is she said that? Now you're having no. conversations. Oh, <laughs> no. that's a line. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, 
It's just very. Hold on. I got to get meta here for a minute. Do it. No, this is awesome. This is like meta. I'm legitimately wasting people's time on this podcast. Just sending, sending a video message on Telegram to Frederick Newton from down the rabbit hole. No, you can uh, like, I'll just load Telegram here onto the, on the tablet and I'll plug the tablet into the, I don't know, I guess you can see it <laughs> over there on the mixer. And, uh, and then, and then we'll just patch you in to this. Uh, we got to get our headphones. All uh, that work. All oh, that work. So much going on. I can't I want to hear, I want to hear about Austria and getting around. I don't care if it's even about public transportation or whatever. Internet. Going <laughs> about the internet. We're going online. Going online. I <laughs> had a little talk. Totally little talk. Yeah, I'm from Austria, mate. Austria. Austria or Australia? Not Austria. Austria. We talk like this in Austria too. I'm from NZ. I haven't seen anything in years. Chalking in the Ute. Ch chalking in the Ute. I've never seen these guys in my life. I'm a flat white. Oh, oh. I have a fleet white. That's oh, good, man. That's good. I, thank you. I can't do it. I mean, I know you're just supposed to do Flight of the Concords, uh, and that gets you there to do a NZ accent. Yeah. Oh. I'm gay. Ford Fielkin. Oh, I used to be straight, but now I'm gay. I'm gay? I'm gay. <laughs> I'm from New Zealand, and I'm gay. No scenes hiding it. Uh... I guess we should answer whatever. In theory. Uh, uh, there's a uh, Fred says, let me use the bathroom and then I'll be all in. I'll let you know when I'm back. Prepare for my arrival. Ah, Good man. Damn it. <laughs> now <laughs> I got to plug shit in. Well, there's a me question that I can answer. All in right. The meantime. All right. So dynamite. The one KEA. Uh, hi, Roman. Would you agree with the assertion that Star Wars The Force Awakens is everything that's wrong with fan service and Ghostbusters Afterlife is everything that's right with fan service? We were actually talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife, we even were. though neither of us saw it, I but we all know about, about it. Uh, Dan Aykroyd just slowly got bigger for the last four decades. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's it's my better comparison would be uh, Spider-Man No Way Home because that is the proof in my opinion, that fan service absolutely works. And anyone who says it doesn't is just, I don't know. It, it's, I guess I should say like in a conditional sense, it works, but it also generally, if you give people what they want, they'll be happy. Even if it sounds like something out of a fan fiction script. Um, I don't know why modern media has to deconstruct everything i liked the last jedi but also i understand why people didn't like it because it's essentially saying this thing you liked that was really like cool you're dumb for liking it <laughs> like because now i'm going to make you feel like it wasn't legitimate until we tackle these more adult themes and do full character studies it's like that's not really what check on want. these headphones check on these headphones there it works but yeah um, as far as, uh, oh, uh, as far as fan service, I mean, I'm all for it. Uh, 
Boom Code Jack says my super chat didn't send a message. Anyway, regular car meet. Um, I mean, that's on pause for now, obviously. I mean, it's going to be a while before we can safely do it. And ideally, we would want to do it safely. Uh, and so, yeah, I it'll happen when it's safe to do so, I suppose. Um, not that I don't want to do it. I absolutely want to do it. And I imagine it because it's been such a long time since we've like seen fans and like hung out and done the whole car show type thing that our meets to end up being. Uh, so yeah. Um, ultra newt asks sup chat. How do I decide what tires to buy? Oh, it was a question for the rest of the chat rather than us. Um, cause honestly, when I, I recently had to buy new tires and it was literally just by the ones with the, the, the greatest warranty on it. Um, like <laughs> If you have tires with like a warranty on it, they're they're pretty good. I mean, if you want a brand, you know, crappy good tires are better than all worn out and old and cracked. Crappy new tires are better than good old worn cracked tires. Yes. Um, if you want a good all around tire, there's two answers: hand cook or just get the Michelin's. There you go. I mean, like. It's all. It's always the Michelin's, whatever their performance version is. I guess their P zeros, or I don't know. If you're if you're getting a if you're getting a track tire or an autocross tire, then just get whatever Michelin is making. Um, oh, uh, Fred says he's ready. All right. So let's see how this is working. Sorry, just posing socials related to uh, the podcast. Okay. I need maximum. Th I need. I need to go on Amazon. Like, write the f now, and uh. So I need to put. I need to unmute the tablet. So I go to the tablet. And I call Frederick Knudsen. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Thank you very much. You can either look at me like right now. Actually, this is probably too much bandwidth. I'm going to turn my camera off. One, because it's potato vision. Uh, two. That's better. Two use up my bandwidth and if you go to regular and roman like our second channel no i found it i right. found it i was right. like where is it and i'm like wait a minute right there's another channel for this okay. i'm the moron <laughs> all right so you're loud and clear in my headphones so we're gonna do a sound check Excellent. with everybody in everybody in the chat so i say testing on testing on brian you say testing on fred are you ready ready testing on brian Testing on me. Testing on Brian. Mm, testing on Fred. Oh, testing on Brian. Testing on Fred. How, <laughs> oh, how, God. How low can you go? This is testing on Brian. I used to be a bass in choir. I used to be a daddy bass. Daddy bass. Oh. People are saying Fred down. Uh, Aha. People are saying can't hear, and then another person says Fred down four decibels. Four decibels. Huh. 
weird. That is very odd. I mean, the the mixer can definitely hear you. Um, okay. Someone says, this is getting sexy. Uh, these podcasts were tested on... All right. Can anybody hear Fred? That's just what I want to know from the podcast. On, on your end, people are watching in the chat. Can you hear Fred louder or quieter on Fred? Uh, Brian, Brian. Um, here, I'll, I'll try talking for a moment. Um, my, my go-to is the Jabberwocky. But it sounds like, you know what, just me explaining that I use the Jabberwocky is probably enough for people to hear me and see if I sound okay. People are saying, yes, it's fine. You're good, bro-yos. 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 Delightful. Okay, for those who, who need an introduction, uh, you have a bigger YouTube channel than us. Congratulations also, for yes. Fred, for hitting 1 million subscribers. Yeah, well-deserved. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Fred, I mean, it, the, it doesn't show in my release schedule, but... You know, I'll take it. That is the very interesting thing about you is that you release once, like once every other lunar cycle, <laughs> and the yeah. your analytics are unstoppable. Everything you put out is multi million views. You get more views than Demuro gets. So, like per well, video when you, when they put them out. Well, my my theory is that if I like, I worked really hard so that. I, my theory was if I gained a good enough reputation, then people would watch anything that I put out and watch it all the way through. So mm-hmm. I spent years building up that reputation. So now it doesn't matter if it takes a million years. If, as, if those first few people who like are subscribed and constantly waiting for a new video, watch it all the way through, it is going to absolutely catapult. Um, it's going to catapult me way up and it'll start pushing it to everyone, even if it's been a million years. Yeah. And like you're in, you hit the, the coveted get on recommendations on like the main page. Yeah. Sometimes. So if mm-hmm. you are not signed into YouTube and you type in documentary or internet lore or something, your videos come up. So the algorithm likes you. And so do it's, we. I I'm, I'm doing it the hard way though. Right. I'm like, I sort of like, I worked really hard. So now I can just kind of do whatever I want. <laughs> That's so now, you know, I, I have people that will always watch it and then they, they boost me up immediately and that boosts it out to everyone. It's, it's tricky, but it, it's taken a lot of work, but I'm happy with it anyway. Uh, enough about me. Let's talk about my channel, right? Yes. <laughs> Nick, can you do me a favor? Shoot. Can you walk to the kitchen door that leads outside? Yes. And on that kitchen door, there is some toenail clippers. I need to cut the calluses off the inside of my hand because they're getting annoying and I'm picking at them. I have this goal uh, before I go to my next furry convention that I need to be able to curl more weights because I want bigger biceps. So my goal before March is to be able to hold a 50-pound weight in each hand and lift them both at the same time. A modest goal. But doing that, you know, you grip the weights. What what is this part of the hand that everybody rips their hands up Um, in the gym? Other than the palm? Other than the palm. uh, Let's hold on. Uh, Let me boost my mic. Because I want, I want a sound clip of this. What? All right, we are very hot on my mic right now. This is the sound of me cutting calluses off. That would be Shh. Quiet on set.
testing back on normal mic testing back on normal mic yeah uh so yeah i i had to check to make sure that my gut was still there because if people are saying i look thin i would be worried if i were losing late weight for no reason uh maybe it's just like anxiety apparently that makes people lose weight too really yeah uh, uh sometimes like the most weight i've lost was anxiety like that one time in 2018 when i started hitting the gym a lot i think it was less me hitting the gym and more me being stressed out about everything at the time because you know had a friend pass had my grandmother pass mm. had this like relationship thing fall through not even really a relationship thing but it was just oh, really yeah, that bad never time. underestimate Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, n- never underestimate how many calories your brain can consume. And when you're stressed out and it's constantly going, it's going to consume more. Yeah, I, I was stressed. I've been stressed out for the past few weeks because of a problem with health insurance, which is weird because um, I like basically it was some like clerical thing. So I was like, holy shit, am I not going to have health insurance? And then no, it came through with like everything. But I was just like freaking out because I know what it's like to not have health insurance. I knew what it was like for many, many years. And uh, that is how you accrue a spectacular medical debt. But of course, you know, even having, you know, health insurance, you're going to accrue spectacular medical debt. I don't know. It's Without one... going into detail, I get it. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. It is what it is. Um, but now I can like make an appointment to go see the dentist because I missed my appointment in October because I, there's just like too much going on. And I'm like, and eh, the cleaning can wait, blah, blah, blah. And now they, the dentist is like very aggressive about getting on your, on you about the, the visit. Like I'm always getting emails from the office. Like, Hey, a date just opened up, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, I got to wait for my coverage to kick in. So no. And, uh, cause otherwise I'm going to be paying like a shit zillion dollars to, you know, have them dig in my mouth with a rusty hook. And I know it's not rusty, but it always feels that way with the sound and everything. Nah. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know who you're going out to, and getting to clean your teeth. I, <laughs> I feel like me getting my teeth cleaned is always a really pleasant experience. I don't know. <laughs> and I have a, I actually have a very bad history with the dentist. Yeah. Um, and it still is just nice. Maybe it's just cause I like getting groomed, like getting a hair, <laughs> oh. my teeth, cleaned. <laughs> you know? Okay. No, I, okay. I, I didn't think about how that sounded, but look, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, uh, I mean, I, I could start your channel. Let me just, uh, slide in there. Take you on the airplane and go on kind of a secluded island. I, I actually would say it might be wise um, to <laughs> it might be wise uh, to wait a little while. What with Omicron sort of raging around right now, give it a little bit. Oh yeah, with the teeth cleaning. Yeah, it, it's yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like I, I feel like having your mouth wide open while Omicron is just kind of swirling around is a really good way to catch COVID. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, honestly, I recently got my booster and I took my mom to get hers uh, the other day, actually yesterday. I don't know why I said the other day, but the um, <laughs> uh, what's odd about it is that, you know, it's like we're right back to um, sort of an abundance of caution, which is fine by me, but also it, the end result is that also I'm not getting like, I'm not going to the barber at all. So, uh, a lot of times I all have like some razors to do it myself, but the problem is when I do like my own shaving, I end up breaking out because 
I don't know. Genetics are such that I just have really bad skin for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. And so like, I would prefer not to have to do my own shaving because I'm terrible at it, but uh, it is what it is. Creature comforts. I mean, I did get this last shave pro- professionally done, but that was before like the big outbreak. Um, so yeah, that was just, Oh, uh, there was someone in the comments who asked uh, what the actual name of Fred's channel is. It is down, down the, the rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. It is fantastic. Uh, well, that, that's the, that's the name of the series. The channel is just Frederick Newton. It's just, Oh, that's right. Sorry about that. Yeah, that is true. Like if you search. Oh, it- yeah. The, the, there's actually a funny story. Um, down, Yeah. Do you guys want to know why the channel is still my name and I haven't changed it? Oh, be, uh, is it because uh, if you change a channel name, it changes your Gmail name? Um, no, it's <laughs> okay. I, okay. Very, all right. 30, 30 seconds. Okay. Um, 30 second explanation. No problem. Um, Shoot. the first down the rabbit hole was uploaded to my Google plus YouTube account because I didn't think anyone was going to be like seeing it except for the place I was applying to for a job. I just threw it together in three days, uh, desperately, you know, for, uh, as a piece to show, Hey, I can video edit. And uh, then that accidentally gained a lot of traction. And it's like, well, I can't move channels now. Yep. So, like, and, and then I went in to try to change the channel name, but Google Plus was like falling apart at the seams at that point because Google was getting rid of it. Uh-huh. And ah. so there was basically no way to change it at that point. Now the only option is to move it all to a brand channel, which will get rid of all the comments. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, bad idea. Well, I mean, having your name like be the title, it hasn't really stopped anybody else. No, it really hasn't. Yeah. You don't need no, it. I mean, the, the the good news is that if I apply for a job anywhere, I can be like, well, just look at my name on YouTube, right? Yeah. You know, they're they're going to do a background check and they're going to search for my name. And it's like, oh, this person does Ooh. a lot of videos that have many numbers. So <laughs> I'm future-proofing myself a little bit. Talk to Nick a second. I just need to get some power going to the tablet. So uh, how's the new video coming along? I know it's been a very long time in coming. It has. Um, the new video is slated to come out in early May, and I'm estimating it to be about four hours long. Oh, nice. Dude, that's so great for yeah, me because those- I love listening to them as like just background study uh, I'm writing now type material, sometimes falling asleep uh, type things, which is not a comment on uh, the whether it's boring or not. I just mean like there are a lot of videos that I've rewatched multiple times because I like listening to them in like a playlist form, which is funny because I've had people tell me they do that with like RCR stories. And I'm like, why would my voice <laughs> help you fall asleep? Um, I'm incredibly flattered and very thankful. But um, I realized like, why would I like not i don't know i just i i find like why wouldn't people do that i do that with other channels i do it with your channel like <laughs> it's great it's it's nice having something to fall asleep to i'm just so glad that people enjoyed my my voice enough that they can do that i'm i'm very glad i go to great pains to make my videos ex- as accessible as possible because youtube is a funny beast where you don't know um how someone is going to be consuming your content. Like I feel yeah. like movie directors have a lot of leeway um, in the sense that if a movie director says you must watch this in IMAX for the proper experience, everyone kind of just goes, yeah, okay. Um, you know, maybe a little bit of Twitter clowning, but 
they whatever. Um, whereas on YouTube, people are just going to watch it however they want. So I specifically make my videos to work whether you are looking at the screen and paying complete attention, whether you have it on a second monitor. Um, if you have it on your phone and you put your phone upside down on the table <laughs> while you're eating cereal yeah. um, and can barely hear it over the crunching, um, it's like I, I make it consumable in all of those cases which is a very smart way to do it honestly like my favorite video is the final fantasy house because i didn't i went to state college and i didn't never knew about the final fantasy house like i went to penn state and this somehow never came up right and what years were you at main campus well i was there like i want to say a few years after the whole final fantasy uh, house fiasco i was there from like 2006 to 2008 because i did my first two years at burks mm -hmm. and my last two up in the main campus so it was this bizarre piece of like state college lore that i knew nothing about and it's so bizarre because i knew i like i know where this place is and i'm just like ah it's so interesting right um so i don't know that that would be like my big recommendation of people to go check out because that's a, just a fascinating story all around yeah. that oh, it hit God. the perfect storm of of uh a really bad manipulator <laughs> and then really gullible people like right well i mean there, i think it's an instance of casting the net wide because it's i i don't think that it's similar to cults as um mm. cults never like really target people they always cast their net wide and then you know the small fish the the people who know um or maybe aren't susceptible to that particular cult leader won't uh won't be trapped in it mm. but then there are some like they're not looking to capture everyone they're looking to just find the people that are susceptible and jen had a website um, and so there were a lot of people being exposed to her and she was interacting with a lot of people. So she didn't need to like work her magic on every single person. She just had to find the people that were susceptible to it. Do you think she was righteous in what she was doing in that she knew uh, that this is a way for me to live or this is a way for me to have like, free housing and free food i uh, i believe that people don't i do not believe that people tend to put together an ethical framework and then uh work base off of that i think that people follow their instinct and their desires and then build their moral framework around that mm, yeah that's and good. that's what i think that jen did i think that it was a very it was a very convenient thing for jen to do and she created a um moral and spiritual framework that accommodated it oh nick if you need your volume changed in your headphones oh, uh yes i do uh, uh and i see it right here yeah okay Thank you. Yeah. Uh, just a quick uh, bit for anyone who uh, doesn't know what we're talking about. Basically, in State College, there was this woman who was essentially running this house, I believe, that uh, everyone was essentially LARPing Final Fantasy characters. Yeah, for, like for, all the yeah, time, it, living as their characters. Living as those characters. And essentially, she uh, basically, I don't want to say she got them to be her slaves, but she got them to be kind of subservient to her in a way that was beyond the normal bounds and i guess it's like you said like in exchange i thought they were getting like 
housing or did something. anybody get f-a-t-t-i-d-s <laughs> oh uh, <laughs> um did she have that allure of that like like the rent fair rent fair girl with like the big pillow boobs and like she's the biggest fish in like a shitty house because she's got a gigantic right, rack um, the, the kind right i i know the kind of person you're talking about the kind <laughs> of person who who wears a loose fitting corset yeah right yeah yeah you were thinking <laughs> See, like, of the exact you, same kind of person yeah yeah um, like i think i'm a lusty gal and she, like like that type of person is going to be the turn into the same like kind of person that like the old lady who grabbed my dick at the bowling alley when i was like in college <laughs> I've told that story in the podcast before. I'll tell you sometime. I'll tell you sometime, Fred. It's a funny story. She had okay. Lee press on nails or something like that on. I love I, I love it. Um, I'm sorry I didn't get to listen to the voice message you sent me, but every time you send me a string of voicemails, I kind like I get excited. <laughs> I, hit, I press play and then your voice starts coming through and I'm just like, yes, Ryan, <laughs> regale me. I was I was telling uh fred about our next giveaway car um which like the next giveaway car is the next video but we already have the one after that in my garage and i like it but like this is a car and i i don't want to talk about it because we actually blah, blah, blah. i'll say two things about it i'll say one thing about it because if i say what movie it debuted in uh everyone's gonna know everyone's gonna know like every car yeah. person okay. will know. uh but this was like one of the first cars in when they started to realize that they could tie vehicles into like blockbuster movies. And so like sometimes right. they'd appear in the movie bef like just when they went on sale. No, really right before they go on sale because the car has been there for a while. Um, so, uh, hey, it's Jess McAndrew. Jess McAndrew. Jess McAndrew. Jess McAndrew, Road War Warrior. Uh, Jess also... Um, Hopefully, at some point, you'll meet you'll meet Jess. No, I uh, Fred. Oh, oh, Fred. Fred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Uh, like, okay, Jess, you're listening to me right now. The car that I can't talk about, I want to drive up to you because it is a highway demon. It is. It's. It's. For those in the chat, the people when we gave away the the M, the one, uh, not the one M, but the uh, one series M Sport. That was 450 horsepower. That was the most powerful car we did. But I think, like, technically, BMWs, because of the European Union, and I want to hear all about, uh, like, the, the the transportation infrastructure of Austria, because Fred just got back from, like, a three-month trip in Austria, and I want to hear about how you get around around there. But one of the things that you run into with European cars, higher-performance European cars in the United States, is that they're all, uh, the computers have them limited to 155 miles an hour because that's at the point where you need better tires because the faster tires turn the, the the hotter they get and the hotter they get the quicker the rubber breaks down and starts to deform and above 155 miles an hour you need like a z-rated tire or something like that tires that are right. like they almost start that they start sort of getting almost like putty yes mm -hmm. yes you can experience this yourself if you drive around with only 20 pounds in your tire at 20 PSI. You get people whose tires like shred apart on the sidewall. That's because they're dinguses and they don't monitor. They don't realize that your tire pressure tires are not perfect. And every month 
they're going to lose a little bit of air. A little bit just finds its way out and you have to pump them back up again. But they don't look like a, ta- a tire doesn't look like it's low on air until it hits around like 25 pounds. And then at a glance, then you see it looks a little soft, looks a little bit lower, but you can still drive on that. But as the tire begins to deform because it's has less pressure, it's it's uh, squatting down. There's more pressure on the sidewall because the sidewalls start uh, uh, folding in on themselves a little bit. And of course, tires yeah. uh, deform as you take corners, like on highway off ramps. Um, they squish a little bit. And then if it gets really low, like 15 PSI, those tie the sidewalls can start folding and then they start touching. And when they touch, they Mm. rub and they're rubbing like at 40 miles an hour and immediately friction, it turns to goo and boom, the sidewalls blow out like my tire, it shouldn't have done that. And it's like, that's why all modern cars have that stupid TPS monitoring system where there's little sensors inside the valve stems. And this is like new technology. And it's like, it's like TPS technology with tires now is like where Bluetooth was in 2005. It doesn't work. You get into a car with Bluetooth from 2005. It never wants to connect. And Nick is looking at big titty porn over there. I was Don't not think looking I didn't at see it. I was looking at Angela White. You were scrolling over and the algorithm says. The algorithm <laughs> demands says, that, hey, you want to see this. I was actually looking at, uh, trying to look up Jess McAndrews' uh, social media because she posted <laughs> about something I wanted to talk about. Called you the type in Jess McAndrews and it gives you big titties. Apparently. Uh, no, the Superload 2022. That's <laughs> passing through PA. Oh, we're getting a super load. We're getting a super load. It's going to take how many days? Um, well, actually, hey, Fred, you want to hear about our super load? Oh, okay. It's going to take 10 days and I, we'll move any, no faster than 30 listen, miles per hour. Whenever, whenever you're talking about loads, Brian, I get nervous. <laughs> uh. Uh. <laughs> I got to They got to make like socks that are designated for you to bust in. <laughs> just like load socks, crusty uh, socks, like just crusty brand, yeah, crusty band busting them socks, yeah, just busting them, leave them crusty. No, oh, one can... oh my god, like crusty's the pancake brand absolutely is missing out on a corner of the market. Get a crusty's like get get a crusty's pancake mix bag and then a crusty's <laughs> sock with crusty's sock for when it's thick like pancake butter or batter. Right, it's just like yeah, right. It's you like have they, they have the they have the the family bag, and then they have the bag you buy if you're alone in your apartment. <laughs> I just I just need that carb load and sugar load, yeah, because then I'm gonna hit my vape pen, <laughs> and then you just sit there and crank it, which you can barely taste because you just <laughs> ate pancakes drenched in like pseudo maple syrup yeah you know you, like not 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 real maple syrup no i'm talking about this i'm talking about the corn syrup yeah. that they dye to make it look like maple syrup <laughs> yeah you're get you're 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 getting you're getting the type of maple syrup that come in uh french toast sticks that little dipping thing ah yeah right in, in the in the plastic in the plastic jugs that still use bpa oh yeah <laughs> and those little like portion things Real talk. How awesome were French toast sticks, though? Like in the nineties. Oh like man, having those things for breakfast. Just getting just that oh, adrenaline God. heroin shot of sugar in the morning. Well, when I was a kid, my mom we used to go to one of those like bulk food places, and she would just get like a garbage bag full of like French toast sticks, 
we just shove in the freezer hell yeah and I, i'm just like i'm i'm out here living my best life as Dude. a child i had the best childhood in the history <laughs> of ever and God. Uh, it's just one of those things where um i mean french toast sticks are like an absolute good i know you know you can have them dry you can have them with maple syrup you can have them with honey doesn't make a difference i yeah i i I cannot agree with you on this. I feel like the those sorts of waffled sticks are it, it's like it's like if day old Domino's pizza crust. Come on, you know man. when you just <laughs> ate the tasty. It's like you, you know when you just eat the pizza part and you leave the crust in the box. It's like if one of those leftover crusts had a drunken night with like children's cereal <laughs> and <laughs> forgot to use a condom mm. oh yeah they they just got it on with his pull out method is trash yeah he like, gets like half of it he gets half of it he comes like, all no, over the girl's like asshole like and then like toast. cries i'm sorry fred i talked over you what was that no it's okay it, it's like it's like cinnamon toast crunch like okay had a child with that with a, a day old stale crust from Domino's. I see where you're coming from, man, but I just it's it's the crispy you put it in the toaster oven. You got time before the school bus, you put it in that toaster oven, it comes out hot. A little bit crispy, a little bit ooey, and it's ama <laughs> amazing. Well, for me, like that was always you're a weekend no, food. You, listen, you're you're just describing Oh, sorry, sorry, Roman. No, 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 that's all right. I was done. <laughs> I'm I'm describing uh, I was my just erection. Say, like it it just sounds like you're describing a substandard churro. Mm, I, I could kind of see it that yeah, way. All right. I mean, I don't get the whole adding like other things like powdered sugar. I, I know people who do the whole powdered sugar thing. I don't the really French get toast. It. Yeah. Uh airport diner at Kutztown would do that. Eh, like, sounds about unless right. you don't ask them to. But I think, oh man, what is it? And the, and the whipped butter, butter at the oh, diner. Oh, I, I fucking love whipped butter. Yeah, <laughs> God damn whipped it, butter. That's whipped amazing. butter is so good. Yeah. Whipped butter is the the freaking uh, what? The, it's the top shelf vodka uh, yeah. of butter. Yeah. Did you do like how how is the breakfast scene in Austria? Oh my god, um, I. You know how. There, you know how there are wine enthusiasts, right? Mm -hmm. you no, know, there, there are people who you know that they, they taste a wine from a certain place, and they're like, "Ah, oh, yes!" Like mm -hmm. th this, uh, the the wine from this winery always tastes like this. If you told me that there was a society like that mm -hmm. for like Austrian milk drinkers, I'd believe you because the milk there is actually like tasty depending on the different kinds of milk i feel like milk is kind of like generic in america a lot of the time there's not a lot of flavor to it it's like it's white creamy liquid mm -hmm. but you like if you get a, a label like if you get milk with a different label in a different package in austria and you drink it the flavor will be radically different why and it's all good is it pasteurized milk um, is it pasteurized? I'm not sure. Like, I, mm. I think so. Cause the food standards are pretty good there. Yeah. Like in New Zealand, they don't call it whole milk. They call it full fat. And then there's like, yeah, some of their milk was unpasteurized. You could buy it. But I remember my friend said, okay, it, it didn't it typically didn't come in like liter bottles. It was like, 
it was like half liter little- or something like that because you realize that this is about you got about a week with this and of course it was like double right. the price of everything sure it's, but yeah it was really yeah, good like, milk- yeah <laughs> sorry I, I i was also just amazed at how like cheap food is really Australia. of course like i'm out, i'm out in the middle of nowhere and that's actually something i'd like to talk with you about please um is the the way that people get around out in the middle of nowhere austria and um because it's interesting um that th- there were little things that were different from america they drive on the same sides of the road mm-hmm. but there were some things that were just different enough to make it feel alien tell me okay um so first thing i'm out in the middle of nowhere right like it's um it's farmland like tons and tons of farmland and hi um roads are set up oh sorry you want me to wait for you roman no 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 i'm peeing but i'm keeping the headphones on so i can he's got wireless headphones he can hear you as he urinates okay sexy sexy um i i hope that you're I hope that you watched my videos while you're on the toilet, like so you can hear my voice while you're while you're pissing. Um, I listen to your videos. So I the- listen to your chess video uh, at the gym on the elliptical machine. You're your deep blue. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember you were like messaging uh, me when you were <laughs> while you were watching it uh, on the elliptical. Yeah, I, I, I distinctly remember that. It was um, good. Right. So you're in farmland. Yeah, out in farmland, and I realized shortly before I left that there is something very odd about the automotive scene out there. And it took me a while to figure out what it was. It just felt different. And then I realized there are no pickup trucks. Okay. Which is a staple in America. Yep. You go out to the country, it's like it's nothing but pickup trucks. It's mm-hmm. gas guzzlers everywhere. Mm-hmm. And and then they're actually using the pickup trucks for things, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're throwing things in the back and they're carting them around. It's it's not like buying a pickup truck in the city where mm-hmm. like it remains completely spotless. Like they, these are rough and tumble vehicles that have uh, paint that's chipped off because someone was carrying wood into the back and they just nicked the side. And you know, fuck it. Like I'm I'm not going to go and fix the paint for mm-hmm. for a pickup out in the country. That's America. Yeah. And it's almost threatening in America, right? Like if if you take an SUV or a commuter car out into the country, it's like you very you realize immediately how conspicuous you are. Yeah. But I, I, I get that feeling in the Midwest. Here on the East Coast, it's mm-hmm. kind of a mix of everything. Because, you know, right. our roads here are from the 1700s. Well, they started in the 1700s, like the grid network. We just built off of them. The house that you're seeing mm. us in now was built in 1877. So uh, right. all of this. So if you have a bro dozer, you are well aware that some of these streets, you're the entire street running down. And you're kind of that guy, that dick when you park. So that's that's an issue. So out here, it's it's a it's a mix of every single vehicle. But once you get out Ohio and past past Ohio, really out of the cities in Ohio, then like a goldfish moving to a larger aquarium, everything's these big pickup trucks. And of course, it's not enough to have the pickup truck. You got to space those wheels out. So you put some nice pressure on your wheel hubs. So those bearings are going to wear out faster, but it's worth it. So you got that bit. You have that tires poking out on either side. I want to get oh, yeah. I want to get one of those tr- see one of those trucks up on a lift because I wonder how they're doing that. I don't think the people who like lease those trucks have the money to actually get a 
wider axle or run some weird like dually thing. They have to be spacers in those things. Or at the very least, some of them have wheels that are meant. They have they have the back spacing on the wheels themselves that so they're not running a spacer uh, between your uh I'll tell you all about spacers at one time. Spacers are uh, spacers are cock rings, pretty much uh, for for trucks. They <laughs> they just they are or like uh, you ever hear a jelking? Am I pronouncing it right, Nick? What jelking? Jelking. Yeah, jelking. yeah. I, I have heard of this. It's oh dear. Oh yeah. Like, what what I know about it is okay. I I know that this is a bit of a tangent, but your dick meat is yeah. like a sponge, yeah, and it soaks up blood. You ever used a sponge a lot and just squeezed it a whole bunch? You know, mm -hmm. you, you keep a sponge for maybe a little too long and you squeeze it out lots. You, mm -hmm. you know how it starts to sort of curl up and not be as voluminous? Mm -hmm. Yeah, same thing. Um, don't jelk. What I heard is that I saw a video. No way, it wasn't a video. It was a furry porn comic explaining how to do this. And... <laughs> I would never lie to you. And it just says you like, you'd like make a gotcha, like the O-ring thing. And you just like vice grips, just you, you like pull your dick out. Like, and then you start again, you right to the end of it. And I don't know, bro science happens. Are you, or did you hear like I, I, it's um, done differently? No, I um, I knew the basics. I didn't know. Thank you for teaching me the techniques. Uh, now no, I'm looking it up right now. Less. This is gonna fuck up my algorithm. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Oh dear. Right. Okay. Uh, so we were talking about. Uh, oh, it auto completes the jelking yeah. results. So you go out to the. You, <laughs> bro, science. That's a very good way of putting it. It. You go out to the country in Austria, and I realized in like the last week there are no pickup trucks, and it like everyone drives around SUVs and commuter cars, even out in the villages. And I don't know if you know this about Europe, but you know how in America you have like long tracts of nothing, then you'll have you know an an opioid town, and then you nice. have another long tract of nothing. Yes, and then and then you get to a city. Um, it's not like that in um in the countryside in europe at least in austria um you have a little village and then you drive another like 30 seconds and you have another little village and there will be uh little houses that are mm -hmm. dotted along um there along the roads at least there's not a whole lot of uh space of nothing like mm -hmm. there is in america because things are just very uh much more compact they are getting fiber optic internet out there oh come just because wasn't like, it when we were oh, at like when we were at Tom's house in in uh, Colorado, uh, there, uh, Tom Clark. Oh, to, oh, in the in, UK. Yeah. In the UK, I remember that internet is fast, fast, fast. <laughs> it was very good internet. Yeah, so, so we're agreeing with you. Like, yeah, it, go ahead. It's, it's surprisingly good. Um, I mean, you know, I'm not going to get into that, but I that that's uh, commuting is just different. Like when or not commuting, they're just getting from one place to another along the roads out there is it feels very different does and does uh austria along the sides of uh the local roads do they use overhead power wires uh yeah okay some places they um they don't they don't bury a whole lot okay um 
not not to my understanding. So they have a lot of these like SUVs out there out in the countryside. And apparently um, the SUVs are used in a similar way that pickup trucks are used in America. You know, they just throw it in the back because um, they don't really need a whole lot more. And apparently this is largely because there is a tax on mileage or no, not on mileage, excuse me, on horsepower. There's a mile, uh, uh, th- there's a tax on horsepower for vehicles in Austria. Really? So, um, yeah, basically keeps you from uh, using more than you need. Like in America, you don't have anything like that. Uh, no. Like for a while, when the gas prices were spiking, cars moved towards um, they moved towards uh, better mileage. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, better mi- like when the gas prices started going down again, the um, that stopped being a really big selling point. And so suddenly horsepower started getting big. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in Europe, that's been controlled. I, I At least in Austria, uh, that's been controlled with, with a horsepower tax. So you're not um, buying more than you need effectively. As, as it turns out, um, this, this is really interesting. There are a lot of old tractors out in the countryside and that's what farmers tend to use to move things from one place to another it is a like you go out on the road you are more likely than not to encounter a tractor just driving uh, just on the road and trund- yeah just trundling along that sometimes we get that around are, here but not really outside like lancaster and things like that where the amish are no like you have to go you have to go pretty far out until you're hitting you know tractor country mm-hmm. um here like or out there um out there it's just very common how how are what sort of vehicles did you drive in or ride in um i, I was in an suv and I, I i can't recall which um which kind i'm afraid um but Mostly what I used was a smart car. Mm. Little, little, little baby thing. It uh, was it the one where it's just two doors and it's like a back seat, but who cares? <laughs> um, no back seat. Yeah. It, it's, it's like a teeny tiny. Oh, you had the smart four too. The teeny really teeny. tiny one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of the really little ones. That thing's interesting. Uh, I think, no, wait, they did make automatic versions of that. That, like the engine is just in the back, like below the floor and everything in it is super tiny. Um, the, one of the, uh, the challenges that the smart four, two had in the U S is actually getting good mileage. Um, because Mm. it's the downside of having a very tiny engine because around town, yes, it'll get good mileage. But if you ask that little thing to go on the highway, that poor little engine has to rev high and stay high. And it also, it can't have highway gearing because you got to have the torque to, to, to like accelerate at a reasonable rate around town. So you generally right. have short gearing. Um, that's how a tractor that only makes 40 horsepower can move tons and tons of equipment because it's, it's 40 horsepower, right. but it's like a hundred it's like 290 pound feet of torque because you know it just gears down so low um so that's one of the problems that the smart car had uh is that you ask that thing to go on the highway and it's just and where your my your highway mileage is like i guess 32 or something it's not fantastic that's why a, a chevrolet corvette 
can get better. What was it? We had it in one video where a Chevrolet Corvette on the highway, which is a six at the time, I think was either 5.7 liter V8. It was a C6. I think we made the point. Yeah. Makes better mileage than an Audi S6, uh, like midsize car with like a V6. Um, Cause that thing would do, it had like just different gearing. It had like more sport gearing where as a Corvette, the gearing is so low on it. On the highway, that engine's barely turning above idle. Even though it's a huge engine, it's just hardly doing any work. Um, and right, uh, what, was, what was something else? Some other point I was going to make. I forget what. I got the facts on Jelking here. <laughs> and a oh, good. Change. Yes. Yeah, what cl it, clearly that's what the smart car needs to do. What is Jelking? Jelking is a penis stretching exercise. It involves massaging your penis tissues, stretching the skin to create micro tears that look engorged when they heal. <laughs> this supposedly makes your penis look longer or thicker. But does it actually make a difference? Here's what you need to know. Most of the evidence for jelking is anecdotal. No research exists on how successful this practice is or isn't. According to some of the more dubious claims out there, constant jelking can help with, or consistent jelking can help increase the girth of your penis when you're flaccid and erect, increase the length of your penis when you're flaccid and erect, make your erections last longer. Does it actually work? The short answer? Not really. But maybe. <laughs> and then it goes on. Yeah. <laughs> the, those are mutually exclusive answers. It, it Literally, sounds, fuck off. It really sounds like they don't have the science to prove it, but also they feel it's a waste of science funds to actively yeah. disprove it. Yeah. Well, this is this is one of those problems um this is one of those my my under like this is one of those practices i'm the i always like these sorts of bro things oh like where it's like oh you just need to be really hard on your genitals it always sort of squicked me out so <laughs> yeah. i do you remember that I, I was... remember what i was saying about this oh sorry remember that scene in the accountant do you ever watch the accountant no okay no, I'm, I'm afraid not oh okay there's this there's this one scene where Ben Affleck plays a guy with like like autism and he's an accountant for the mob and he's also like a really good hitman and this is like in the middle of when he was playing Batman oh. and it's like it's pretty much like Batman and the accountant are like kind of the same he just doesn't act in either of the movie either as Batman or as the accountant and there's like the scene where it's like sometimes account sometimes it, it was like and this is half me being Nick Mullen because he had this review of the accountant where he said, uh, you know, Hey, this is a movie, a movie about autistic people. And look, they can be real people too. They can be murderers. And there's this one scene where like, this is what stimming is. And all it is is Ben Affleck. Just like he puts on like strobe lights in his room and plays heavy metal music. And then like puts a roller like on his shins. Like it's one of those like, like, like MMA things. Like people try to harden their shins by like taking like a rolling pin to the front of your shin. Right. And you do yes. it really hard to kill all the nerves there. So you can kick really, really hard and not feel it. Right. So never heard of that. Oh, it's, it's like a bro science thing. 
But it's like, that's what I feel when I think of people joking. They just have strobe lights going and like, uh, uh, what's, you, you know, death metal. Give me a like, just uh, like a scream metal band playing in the background at, as they just. Okay, specifically, there's, there are a lot. There are a lot of melodic metal bands that utilize growling vocals. You're talking about like metalcore. Okay. <laughs> oh, do, do you want do you want a small history of, of like wh why I'm making the distinction? Please. Because I think I, I think that you would appreciate it. Um, metal kind of started with like it started getting popular with um, things like Judas Priest. Like it came, mm -hmm. you had the British new wave of heavy metal, and then it sort of came to America. Um, and American and European metal kind of went, they went down different talent trees, right? Like imagine it like a video game sort of thing where you have multiple different talent trees that you're going down. Um, Europe decided to like take a whole bunch of different little talent trees and then combine them all. They got very melodic. Uh, sometimes they got very intense, like with black metal. American metal, Metallica happened. And yeah. then kill switch engage happened, and then any sort of advancement in American metal stopped. Mm. Like America has been stuck for so long. Um, but the reason being, there's a huge market of like dude bros who just love the same kind of metal over and over again with the same growling and like screaming techniques, the same sort of melodies on the guitars, the same um, like rhythm guitar over and over and over again. And don't forget to include the breakdown. So no, you go to the jug, jug, a jug. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that. It's that is every single metal core song, but because it's familiar, like the dude bros like to think that they're really tough, but they cannot handle anything outside of their comfort zone. So whenever an American metal band does anything other than metal core and they don't like the, the vocalist doesn't sound exactly the same as the other vocalist, they get scared huh. and then they like they're like they can't flex as hard and they, <laughs> like, in the gym. Like they can't pump as hard because now they're being introduced to something new. It's like they have the same reaction as when like the rubber on some of the cables on the workout machines change. They see it and they get scared and then they can't they, they can't pump as much iron. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, like I like what? Why can I do it? Well, it has it's the rubber. It's scary. It's new. And like, meanwhile, over in Europe, like they're they're making beautiful melodic metal and they're experimenting. And America is just over here jacking off, <laughs> pumping yeah. iron. I should call it jelk rock. Jelk Sorry. rock. Like like um, America American metal is like American metal has progressed in the same way that um, American metal is like a person that refuses to masturbate in any way except one way like they okay. refuse to experiment it's yeah. just never shove the like, finger I up i know that ass. i like this i know that i like this right mm. I'll, I'll just go for three minutes and then i'm happy <laughs> no no experimentation no no interest no desire never either. put on because, old weather channel music and if, made a cup of tea <laughs> right <laughs> <Pulling the shit. laughs> like but 
but if, if I touch my butthole, I might be gay. <laughs> no, it's that kind of thing. Like, if, if I start touching anything other than the shaft, what if I accident? like, what if I start rubbing the perineum? What if I accidentally touch my butthole when I'm doing that? <laughs> what, what, I might become gay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I went, I went way off. Th those are the same me. guys, like, naked all the time guys at the gym. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's like pa like pants last. I told you about pants last. We talked about pants last. Uh, the different names of people at my gym. There's pants last. There's uh, <laughs> there's like eighty. There's pants last because that's what he does. He puts on his pants last. Um, he'll have his button down dress shirt back on again, but no pants. Socks on, no pants, no underwear. Wow. Got to keep those. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know. I was just going to name other guys. Uh, okay. Um, I was going to respond to Grant Garvey and say, it's like, yes, Brendan Small is American, but look at look at what he makes. It is so obviously European inspired, right? Like it's it's all melodic death metal. Mm -hmm. Like that that's his thing. A melodic death metal is a distinctly Scandinavian thing. Did you, when you were in Austria, uh, Austria did you go anywhere else? in europe while you were there no nah, the pandemic was uh, like I, I get there and like omicron is starting mm. to rage it's like uh, or, or like yeah they're talking about omicron moving mm. um, i so like, need a pee <clears throat> um do you want to get the super chats do you want to hang out for super chats I mean, oh yeah sure uh, i was just gonna say i have been there other times though hmm. um and I and I have been on like the public transportation, and I have I've been to Vienna. Ooh, mm. yeah, good song. So, did you trains, buses, combination of the two? Um, trains the mainly. Um, the the trains in Vienna are awesome. Um, there. Oh, another thing that I wanted to mention about um about the roads. Mm. Uh, yeah, out in the country, there it's very hilly. Mm -hmm. um, tons and tons of hills um, because it's all just rolling hillsides. It's picturesque. There are a lot more tunnels. Mm. Um, there are tons of tunnels. Um, where in America, they'll sort of like run on the outside of the hill. In Austria, they, they just said, fuck it and yeah. tunneled through it. Yeah. And all of their tunnels are in very good condition. Uh, in fact, they, they specifically have um, ventilation on the top of them. So mm. if you get stuck inside of them, you're not going to suffocate. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, if your car breaks down inside of these tunnels, they have a whole bunch of phones uh, dotted along, uh, dotted all the way uh, through these tunnels. Cause these are very long, very mm. long tunnels. Mm. Um, the, the kind that you really don't see in America. And yeah. if your car breaks down, there will be um, a, like someone with the like, I don't know what department does it, but someone with the state uh, who basically calls you and is like, all right, here's what you need to do. And they step you through like they're they're keeping an eye on the tunnels in case anyone gets stuck in there. Oh, yeah, because if you're going to your cell phone probably won't work. Right, exactly. So they uh, they have systems in place to basically um, keep people from hitting you and getting you out um, Damn. quickly. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the like, Blue Mountain Tunnels is... on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. There's like nothing in there. Nope. Nope. You're just in them. I don't there's even like, think there's like a, an access door or hatch. I don't know. Anything. You you see like some doors and like you can tell when these were made. They have like like 
shitty frat house tile on the inside <laughs> of them. And they're all coming off and it's raining constantly inside the tunnel. There's like water coming in. Um, they're pretty long though. Um, so, okay. Uh, Fred, we've reached the section in the, in the, in the chat where we get paid and we power through all of these questions. Uh, you are right. free to stay as long as, as short as you like, and feel free to chime in anytime you want. Uh, the Nick, just take the driver's seat because we'll I got to pee like none other, and I'm probably going to get some tea going on. Go for it. All right. Enjoy and it's going to be microwave. And you told me that when you heat up water in the microwave, it turns gay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't let yeah. Touch your butthole. <laughs> All right. Oh, I, I don't have I don't have wireless headphones, so I can't hear anything. So let's see. Oh, sweet! We can shit talk him now. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we are starting with. Oh, wait. Why is my why, why? There we go. All right. Um, so let's see. Hunter Aman, five dollars. Thank you so much. Um, is therapy going well, Brian? Uh, I, he'll answer that when he gets back. Uh, Nick, how's learning manual coming well, along? Uh, it's been going well. Uh, it's just been kind of a long process because I imagine there are things that click for other people and just sort of fall into place. And I am not one of those people, which is not to say that anything that you would learn would just suddenly click into place it, because that kind of minimizes the amount of work involved in trying to learn a thing and learn it well. Obviously, anything worth learning is going to take a lot of effort, but. I always feel like there are like I should understand by now and I just don't like I'm getting better every day, but it's not necessarily an everyday thing because, you know, realistically I'm not out there every day and I really should be, but there are some things that are, you know, like I'm very busy a lot. It's something where some days I don't even really go anywhere and Sometimes I don't really want to. It's just something where I'm indoors getting all of my work done that I possibly can. And it's something where I'll literally forget to drive somewhere. It's something that I enjoy doing, but now it's almost like I have to remind myself to do it because I'm so laser focused on what it is I'm doing that I don't know. I'm prone to forgetting some stuff. Um, when are y'all coming to SLC? And if so, review my $360 1990 Honda Accord. Uh, that is a very generous offer. Um, we were just talking about uh, Greg International's uh, 1990 Honda Accord when we were riding earlier. And it's interesting because I find that like early 90s Honda Accords, somehow they just keep on trucking. And I mean, it's basic like how complex is it really, I suppose. But I think there's just something about Honda Accords that are remarkably durable. And if nothing else, if you don't care about being really the bell of the ball anywhere you go, a Honda Accord will do you right. Do you want a cookie? Oh, sure. I'm always down for cookies. Um, but yeah. Uh, and as for coming to SLC, um, I mean, the next trip is PNC part two, um, uh, talking about, or PN, wait, PCH, there we go, Pacific Coast Highway. 
Um, why did I say PNC? It's like a place, not a bank. Uh, the whole idea of travel now is it's kind of weird, but, um, hopefully we're over the worst of it. And uh, cause honestly, we haven't really been anywhere per se since Phoenix, right? Well, like the pandemic more or less started when we were in Phoenix. So that by the time we got back to Pennsylvania, we were doing like various color coding so that you know, certain counties were in red and others were in yellow. And it's just sort of a strange thing to come back to. Um, yeah, it's just travel is such a weird thought to have at the moment. But I mean, it's coming, hopefully, knock on wood. But thank you again. Yeah. For the, I, yeah. Oh, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Oh no, I, I was just saying. Yeah, I'm um I'm quarantining right now after my flight. Um, because holy shit, it is like traveling in America. Like the the trip in Europe and from Europe was okay. You know, everyone needs to be tested. But then, like in America, they 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 removed any limitations. You just got to wear a mask now, and even that is barely enforced. So it's like, uh, just at airports. I just got back at airports on planes. Interesting. Yeah, I, I was just we, we were just saying like the um, Europe is going really hard on Thank tests. You. Like you need a negative test if you're going to fly or do anything in Austria. Mm -hmm. um, and but but tests are all free and really easy to get. Yeah, um, you can like Schuylkill County around here. You can't get any tests. There are no there are no. I mean, yeah, you can go to like oh, CVS and get the seven day one, but if you need a rapid, they're, just, they're not available. And I think you have to have symptoms to get it. And because, you know, people have been hoarding. Yeah, they're, and, you know. aren't they like they were being, they're being scalped for like 75 bucks a pop, right? Fuck that. Uh, so where, where do we leave off, Nick? Oh, uh, we are at uh, deference to dusk. Deference to dusk. Thank you for your donation. I picked up a 1983 Datsun 280ZX in really good condition for eight grand. Very good. T-tops are in good condition too. That's a good thing because those those uh, weather seals on the T-tops are usually the first to go, and then you can't drive it, and if you get caught in the rain, it leaks. Awesome. Thanks. Oh, I like uh, it. and the first half of a Hunter Amon's question up top. Oh, it was one for you. Okay. Uh, Forrest says, "When are you guys coming to SLC?" No, not that one. The one above it. Did you answer that one? Uh, yeah. Where's SLC? Uh, I don't know. I just mentioned the boilerplate about travel and how PCH2 is next. Southern Lancaster County? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe is that an airport code? Hunter, Hunter Amon says, is therapy going well? I haven't been to my therapist in uh, uh, two weeks. One, because I was away. I was doing Flappy New Year. Did I tell you about that, Fred? Oh, Salt Lake City. Oh, Salt Lake City. No, I want to. Heard Utah is great. And I heard the whole thing about Utah is stop, stop, stop saying how great Utah is. Don't move here. <laughs> you know, don't turn this into another Colorado. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, saw a therapist. My therapy homework is over there in the crate that I have my records in, um, where it's like uh, understanding cognitive dissonance and, and uh, or not cognitive dissonance, uh, emotional, cognitive distortions. Because that was the whole thing, like um, saying, uh, thinking, you know, people, you know, online don't really like you. Um, you've only tricked them into liking you. Um, 
all eyes. You told yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, because they didn't message you back means they hate you. Stuff like that. Oh, it's um, okay. All social interaction is performative, whether online or in real life. Mm. Nobody will ever get to know the true you anyways. <laughs> well, you're okay. speaking my inner monologue. Like, if, if you really be yourself, everyone will leave. Yeah, I like that sort of stuff. But of course, and then the the point of those assignments and those worksheets over there is to say, okay, now what's the evidence against this? Well, take for instance, like Foster and Donovan, they don't really like you. Well, what were you talking about? Foster drove from Cincinnati to hang out with you and go fly airplanes. He clearly is your friend. Donovan is making you drinks. You're invited back in like two or three weeks to just hang out. Of course, they like you. And extrapolate about that so yeah therapy is going well uh and then nick talked about uh learning manual transmission so i have to make you know honestly i've been feeling fine because i just recorded flappy new year and that was a big boost to my well-being and uh felt like i belong there so that was good um and whether i come out to my parents or not it's kind of like pointless i think my uh kenny my therapist wants me to but i'm like well, I don't want to disappoint them more because that feels like what I've lived through. Like I was the disappointing son who got a million chances. My brother was the hard worker who had more going against him, also gay, but he came out like in college or shortly after or whatever. And uh, he was the one who got good grades. I was the one who wasn't. I was just pulling e-brake turns in my car all the time. So anyway, uh, so I don't want to tell my parents because, you know, hey, guess what? There are no grandkids coming ever. I mean, you could always adopt, but, you know, I'm not, I don't want parents. I don't want kids. Yeah, maybe do Never. I. I'm fine being an uncle. Yeah. So there's, there's still stuff to do. There's still work to do. Uh, Rocky LaRouge says, howdy doody from your local dingus. <laughs> I just love that term, dingus. Such a satisfying <laughs> That'd be word. funny to tell Bob that. Uh, when he just comes in with his like boomer talk at the cafe to just call an old man dingus. <laughs> uh, I hope, I hope all is well with both of you. I'm, I'm garbage at solo convent. I'm garbage at solo conversation. So apologize in advance. Uh, progress on the Twitter Lexus. I don't know what a Twitter Lexus is. Wait, Something we, we must've talked about. Did we uh, skip some? Uh, did we go up? Oh, all right, because we didn't start at the top, top. Yeah, top is the most recent. Oh, top is the most recent. Oh, yeah, very so we're good. starting from the very beginning. Like, we're going in the, your call will be answered in the order is it, in, <laughs> in, in which it was received. I'm, uh, it's been a hot minute, so I completely forgot that about that page. Paul Unasek says, the world is a vampire. Dun, 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 dun. And like Fred, we were talking about in the beginning, like, what if that song was just... Oh, the world is gay. <laughs> but that's like the only lyrics to the song. Because <laughs> like before the stream started, we were talking about like the giveaway car after next is like the scene I'd love to have. But the the like the YouTube ro robots would catch it immediately. And and then because I pass for straight so easily, even people would think it would be a hateful comment. But it would be me in this car. And here's another clue to what kind of car it is. It just begs you to do burnouts all the time. S smoky stuff, driving, drifting around everything. And just like the shot would be drift, drift, drift. And I somehow like do a pretty good like drift turn, like right up to the 
uh, right up to the camera and I'm there in the car. It's like, I'm doing burnouts and I'm gay. <laughs> and just go away like that. And that's the opening to the video. But I mean, it would be a factual statement. You're a gay yeah. man doing burnouts. burnouts. Uh, oh, apparently the Twitter Lexus is the one guy on Twitter with the LFA. Oh, shit, son. Uh, I got a DM from a friend of a friend who knows him. But, oh, God, he made the brown gooey. <laughs> Eating all Hold Mike. On. Eating all Mike. Mm. Uh, it's Matto says, with a very generous $30 Australian. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Thursday. I assume it's Friday morning here. I stink of tire smoke and methanol fumes because I've been working at Summer Knots Car Festival, a.k.a. the Congression of the Bogans. Nice. Mm -hmm. So that's out there. Um, thank you very much. Uh, don't have a question, but thank you for uh, uh, contributing. Now the actual I team, Ryan, what do you need? Now I have to pee. Again? Again, because I've been drinking a shitload of water. The actual team, Ryan, with a generous donation. Thank you. If you guys have another giveaway, uh, if you guys have another giveaway car, yeah, we're going to do one every month pretty much. Uh, is there a chance of something more brown? Yes. Um, we need to build the email uh, list. Uh, for the moment, it's going to, for, for probably the next year, it's going to be fun cars because that's what people like. But yes, we will do some like, I would love to have just a Toyota Camry. I don't know if they ever came in brown, but it would be fun to just wrap it brown. I want to support the channel, but I'm just not into ultra turbo performance shit. I get it. I get it. I would love to have the chance to win some Malaysia boat. Yes, like a Chrysler Cordoba or something like that. Um, Chrysler Cordoba, Fred, if you've ever heard the phrase rich Corinthian leather, uh, that's the car yes. that, that used to, the original Chrysler Cordoba in the uh, ads, they were the first people to say rich Corinthian letter in the seventies. Um, Understood. Evan Paul says, welcome back. Hope you've enjoyed your well-deserved break. I enjoyed it. Jacked off a lot and didn't do anything. It was terrific. Um, uh, Boris T.S. Karloff says, uh, happy new year to my favorite car podcast. Happy new year. Normally, Fred, it's not like this. Normally, we're ask, people ask us questions and I have to solve problems, but uh, people are just saying thanks. Uh, Brumo Jack doesn't have a question, but thank you for the donation. Patrick McFarland says, props to you guy for calling Rogan out on becoming a tad repetitive. Yeah. Uh, uh, are you still into? I love Tim Dillon. He, he he was supposed to come to Reading. Was he? Yeah. And I'm like, shit, I should have gone there. Uh, Fred, uh, Tim Dillon. You ever listen to Tim? You know Tim Dillon, that comedian? No, I'm afraid not. Okay. So, uh, you know where... Uh, how do you categorize Tim Dillon? Uh, he is this. Let me let me talk and eat at the same time. How would you describe Tim Dillon? Oh gosh, that's a tough one. Uh, like postmodern frat boy type thing. Not even necessarily that. Like post frat deconstruction I, I don't know yeah um tim dylan said i'm gay but it doesn't count because uh um he is the type of like 
LGBTQ comedian that that I relate to deeply because he passes for straight like so easily like I do. Um, mm -hmm. He's just some big guy from Long Island who was like who sold subprime mortgages like during the housing crisis. And um, oh, okay. Uh, he sometimes has bits where he dresses up as people, but doesn't even try to hide the voice. He had this really good Megan McCain thing. <laughs> um, mm. I send you that, that one went viral. Uh, but Tim Dillon's amazing. Like Tim Dillon is my weightlifting music. So he gets really like excited. I, sorry, I just need to check because I think I might have missed okay. one in the beginning, beginning. That was entirely my fault for reading it backwards. You can keep talking. Okay. I'll send I'll send you a link to some of Tim Dillon's clips. Like he has a lot of good like Instagram videos, and I think he did Vine back when Vine was a thing. But now his podcast is really good. Um, uh, it's like intentionally outrageous stuff uh, in a very kind of. Uh, uh, remember when 4chan was good? 4chan was never good, uh, sort of thing. Uh, I'll send you some clips. Uh, Kind of hard to, I guess, like if you wanted to get academic, academic like he, oh, he was on Come Town twice and it's amazing. They had this bit called Pierre St. Pierre, the <laughs> pussy eating champion of post Katrina New Orleans. <laughs> like <laughs> someone so reprehensible, he's on like the city board meetings of things we have to repair. <laughs> and one guy is just called Pierre St. Pierre. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mm. Oh, uh, so um, I skipped over the first three. So it's Hunter Aman, then Nick, then Bob. Hunter Aman, I think I just, Hunter Aman says, uh, my dudes. Uh, Nick you. Kennedy says, can't stay for the whole stream, but I fucking love you guys. Have some dollars. Thank, thank you so you. much. Bob says, thank how about you Matrix? Thank supporting my friend. Thank you. Oh, oh thank, thank you, Fred. Thank you. And thank you for staying. Thank you for keeping us company throughout. Yeah. Normally it's just Nick and me. We hardly have any guests, but it feels very nice to have you it on the does. podcast. It feels nice to have a third. That sounded. Oh, wrong. shucks. I, I'm glad that you invited me in to spice up the relationship. Mm. So how about make Chris Buick? Mm. I hope this is I like a double chocolate cookie. Back. Did you? Honestly, you do. <laughs> So for I, people that, who are listening, sorry, that joke was dumb. Uh, Fred is going to be our our fixer and camera car driver for RCR Pacific Northwest. Finally, we're getting yeah. back on the road. We are finally going to have our first. Whether we have, I don't think we're going to have a car meet. Yeah, um, yeah, it doesn't seem it, it doesn't seem right to have you know that during these times trademark and also like psychologically, it's tough to have a car meet. I mean. Fred and I had this talk. We met at too many games in the greater Philadelphia area or rather Oaks PA. And it was, it was interesting to see how you handled like internet fame because there were people like following you around and like entertaining people's questions. But me having a car meet where Nick and I are the center of attention all day and you have to be on all day, man, is that tiring? Um, cause I feel like I have to yeah. entertain people and a tough thing about the car world and tell me how this maybe relates to, I don't know, video games or internet lore with what you do is that a lot of what people want to tell me about is the car that they have 
and it feels like they expect me to agree that they made a good choice in what they have. Like, and half the time it's like all Subarus are pretty much the same and all Miatas are the same. Oh, you have a Toyota 8.6, an FRS, a BRZ. Yeah, they're good. It's like the thing that really excites me is when someone's rolling around in a total shit box and like is super into it. That excites me a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you I think, think I'm very fortunate in the sense that I don't talk about myself. I talk about other specific things. And my opinion is uh, while, while, while it's impossible to avoid bias, my opinion is never overt or apparent. Mm. And so people aren't necessarily seeking my approval because I never offered my approval or disapproval of anything in my content in the first place. So usually when someone like talks to me about my work or like says that they like my work, it they usually start engaging with the subject, which is sort of gratifying for me and I don't have to really be on. And this is the kind of thing I like talking about in the first place anyway. So I got lucky um, in, well, I mean, I was kind of strategic about it, but in terms of my content, I'm lucky in that sense that I don't really have to be mm -hmm. on. Mm. Yeah. You never presented as on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did yeah, you get it's not about like, I'm, Oh, Sorry, it's just I was just saying it's just because it's um, someone might like my like my work, but I feel like it works on a level that people have unless, you know, you're a unless you're a video editor or a writer, you're not going to really get a lot of the subtle things that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have to talk too much about um, like pe people are more uh, talking about the topic. Yeah. It's like, oh, I really like your work. And they don't under they don't quite understand why. Maybe they'll hazard a guess and be like, I really like the way that you do this. And it's like they're trying to guess at why something is working, but it's clear that you know they, they don't have any experience in it. And that's fine. But usually if someone doesn't know, then they'll move on pretty quickly. And the videos already provide a lot of information on interesting things. So it doesn't have to linger on me for very long. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get recognized when you were at all in uh, Austria? Oh, no. People don't recognize me outside of the internet. Oh, okay. No. Did you get recognized at home? I, I don't think I've ever been recognized in real life unless it's an event that I've specifically been at. Mm. Like where you know, people would know me. No, online people. A place for specifically online people. Gotcha. Back to the super chats. Uh, Car Foolery says my five hundred dollar nineteen ninety one MR two automatic is now up to three hundred and forty six thousand miles. Amazing, superior Toyota, Yarl Toyota, and I'm getting ready to cover everything with kill mat to sound insulation. Really, you're gonna make an MR two heavier? <laughs> that better. What do you want to go cross country with it? In my opinion, you can't make an MR2 quiet. An MR2, Fred, is was called the poor man's Ferrari, although it's built way better than a Ferrari. It was a tiny little car with the engine in the middle of the car. So uh, it has a trunk in the front. It has a frunk in the it has a frunk in the front and it has a trunk in the back. Uh, and the engine sits in front of the rear axle uh, behind the driver. There is of course a firewall and a window between that. 
Um, uh, finally, a frunk and a trunk. Oh, so, yeah. like, I don't have to. I don't have to store my balls together. I can <laughs> put one in <laughs> one and one in the other. Hell yeah! Perfect. Um, and it was also a very light oh. car. But when you put in Killmat, you're adding like 50 pounds of that car. You're like you're carrying around another battery. But if you're See, see, this is like where my mind thinks. Like, if you want to make a, if you want to have a quiet two seater, there are better ways to go about it than an MR2. But hey, your car, your canvas. Thank you for the donation. Yeah. He says in the chat, I'm going to try. My girlfriend and I road trip it all the time. I want to see how comfy I can make it. Good. Okay. That's Rock fair. and roll. That's fair. Very legal, very cool. My 1991 all wheel drive Astro van. Now, this is the shit I like. The official car of 1982, the official car of 82 year old ski patrollers. Yes. <laughs> Being a big skier, I know these guys, guys in their fucking 80s who outski 30-year-olds. These guys ski effortlessly, and I want to be that guy when I when I want to ski until the day I die. Um, when you visit the Pacific Northwest, are you coming to Mount Rainier, Seattle, too, or only the PDX suburbs and Mount St. Helens? As of now, it's going to be later in the year. It's going to be mid-March. Uh, the date, we already blocked down the dates. I think I sent them to you, right, yep. Fred? Um, yes, you did. Okay. That's a little bit late to be skiing and Fred, you, you can ski, but kind of, or no, I I've only been cross country skiing. Oh, okay. I'd happily teach you, but, uh, that's like a whole nother thing. And I be, I have very, very wide feet. So I have, I spent the money to have specially made, uh, uh, ski, boot liners molded to the shape mm. of my feet so I can ski without pain. So I have to take my boots everywhere I go, which is great because now I have comfy boots. Uh, but if I'm going skiing, then I'm going skiing. I'm not editing. I'm not, I'm not, cause we are going to have all our camera gear and everything. And then ski gear on top of that, I'm going to be like some, like, it's going to be like some, uh, what was that era in film where they were still trying to do like slapstick stuff? Like, it, it it was it was the uh remember that film we watched in Schwartz class? It was it was where the original term "Oh brother, where art thou?" came 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 from. Um, no, I cannot recall. It was it was the transition era of old Hollywood and new Hollywood. This is like early sixties, um, where you still had the big musical numbers and. You had the guys who acted and then, you know, like bringing up baby that's old Hollywood. Yeah. And like, if like someone getting their, like the, like the old money, new Englander who is, has like a porter that just follows them around at the train station. And they do a whole like pratfall bit of all their luggage for like a two day thing. And they have that little cart coming off and like the lady has a parasol and a little poodle and all yeah. this shit and that's like knee slapping comedy right there knee slapping it's physical so, comedy so that's me if i needed to carry all my ski gear and film things so so uh no very legal very cool we're going to focus on making the best videos we can around mount st helens and then i uh, uh our plan is our plan is to uh, I have to look at my calendar because I live visually. Plan is to fly there, get settled in, 
I always have an extra day between filming day and travel day yeah. in case flights are canceled or something happens. We have a whole nother day that can be just thrown in the trash if we're still like stuck somewhere yeah. and it takes another day to get right. to the West coast. And if we don't great, we have that day. And usually what I like to do is, um, just, uh, 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 scope out the film thing. Yeah. So, uh, if Fred's available, great. We'll just drive up to Mount St. Helens the day before and just have a look to see what film uh, shots we like. And, um, so you don't I have to make, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my best to get ahead of work. Um, right now I'm, I'm trying to get my video done in time for Eve fan fest. Cause the, the video is, is going to be on Eve online. Mm. Um, yeah. And so I, I've, I've charted it out so that for the next few months, um, I need <coughs> to write 850 <laughs> words of rough draft a day. Oh my God. Are you okay? Wrong hole. <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco. Rice Rooney. Be good. <laughs> playing chicken good? with the stream. Yeah. Um, oh so yeah, God. if 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 you're unavailable, there are plenty of other ways for us to get to Mount St. Helens. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the plan is after filming. Uh, I can't remember if it's one day of filming or two days of filming. I do not recall either. Yeah, I don't. I forget how many cars I schedule. Fuck, did I even schedule cars yet? <laughs> <laughs> I can get cars anywhere. Yeah. Um, uh, so now that we have dates set up, ideally, I kind of mm, kind of want to do one day of filming, but I don't want to do a three car shoot. That would be hell. No, that would be a nightmare. We like it may be two days. It depends what's out there. Uh, if we have something awesome, it could be two days. Um. And then after filming, Nick hangs around for a day, but you're going to be on a separate flight. So you go home. Yes. And then I get like two more days to just hang out with Fred and like actually be a tourist where I am. Or just like, I don't, I don't really have any desire to go downtown Portland because we already did that uh, to see other stuff around, around yeah. the area. I'm not much of a city person. I'm, I'm very much not a city person. Me, so. ne me neither. Yeah. The only if like anything. Um, oh, sorry. Ah, uh, no, oh, go ahead. Oh, if, if anything, going to the coast would be lovely. Hell yeah. I'd be about that. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Thermostat. It's an awesome name. <laughs> uh, oh, wait a minute, Ryan. Have Fred. you been to the uh, Newport, the Oregon Coast Aquarium? I have not. I'm taking you. Okay nice okay it's a date dr perfect Th perfect dr thermostat says good news after a lot of dealing with crappy software rcr and rcr stories is now completely backed up to the current episode thank you thank you so much uh ba baconator 69 hey 2001 Dodge Neon SE, the official car of broken engine mounts. Shit, you broke your engine mounts? Man, I, I had a 2000 Dodge Neon SE. God, what a pile of Dodge. And I love that car, too. I'm glad I hit the deer. The best thing that could happen to it was the insurance money. Um, And thank you for supporting the channel. 
Cooper Billups, and we'll need to sign. Uh, oh, right. Cooper Billups says, hey, Mr. Regular, do you like the Decemberists? Funny you mentioned the Decemberists. Fred and I had this conversation in the before times to form some kind of Decemberist cover band because I love the song Sons and Daughters, and Fred plays the hurdy-gurdy, and there's a hurdy-gurdy in that song. And to be able to play that song at like too many games or something like that, because Tim Strickler knows how to play the whatchamacallit guitar. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. No. I fucking okay. love the Decemberists. Yeah. Here I Dreamt I Was an Architect is one of my favorite songs. <sighs> I am nothing of a sailor. I'm going to sing about antiquated transportation technology. It's like a sea... Mm-hmm. It's big. They write like sea shanties no one can sing along to. It's just one guy. Yeah. Uh, the, it's like a sea shanty only one guy is singing. Like we don't have that 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 Stan Rogers vibe. No. Oh, oh Stan fucking Rogers. Yo, I told this uh, Chris guy. Um, I met this one guy at uh, at Flappy New Year who is an opera singer, classically trained opera singer, and then he never heard of Stan Rogers. And I'm like, you sound just like Stan Rogers, like when yeah. he sings because he's like a baritone. And, uh, well, I played you the bit of him singing yeah. Broken by Abdominal. And, yeah, I'm like, and I just played him. Um, I didn't play him Northwest Passage. I played him, uh, I'm a broken man oh, on yeah, a yeah. Halifax <laughs> Pier, the last of Barrett's privateers. Yeah. And he, like, because, like, he's a professional, he immediately copied it. Yeah. Like, right there as he's hearing it. It was a fucking sexiest thing I've ever heard. Uh, so, yes, love the December. It's yeah, like asking an opera singer to just sing a sea shanty is like asking a race car driver to drive a pow pow power wheels. <laughs> Do you have power wheels growing right, up? Fred? Sea shanties. Sea shanties are made to be easy to sing. Hell yeah. Yeah. I I could imagine someone doing a, a sea shanty version of the you know, the crossfire. Crossfire. You'll You'll get get caught caught up in the crossfire. Crossfire. (laughs) Crossfire. And like the commercial. A a million years ago, I learned how to play the Black Flags theme on the Hurdy Gurdy, and it just sounds so sick. What? Black? What's (laughs) that? Black Flag from uh, Um, the the band Black Flag. The band Black Flag or the the Assassin's Creed. There was a show called Black Flags um, that uh, had a really sick ass intro. I don't, I don't know. It, it kind of got, it, it, it's in the similar vein of Game of Thrones, I think, but oh. just, you know, with pirates. Black Sails? Black Sails, that's what it there is. There we go, Black yeah. Black that sounds... Small brain. Yeah, I, I learned that on the Gertie, and it's so satisfying. This? Yeah. Just wait. You know, if I did this on the tablet, I could just patch it into the board. It's true, but then you get copyright claims. That's true. Oh, okay. Dope. Yeah, they, they actually used a Gertie for it. Although the funny thing is, um, it's likely that it's likely that the Gertie was used by pirates because it, it was contemporary. But Gerties are particularly fussy instruments. 
and it's almost certain that like the wheel would have gotten warped and the like the strings would constantly be going out of tune because the the tuning like it would slip on the tuning pegs and the strings would be old mm-hmm. um so whenever you hear a hurdy-gurdy in a pirate setting it's always like warbly mm-hmm. and uh sort of and they're constantly bending the notes mm-hmm. it's it's pretty funny uh car for, uh, question for roman how is the kia how is red betty also, I love limited time, Roman. Oh, thank you so much. I'll let Nate know. Um, yeah, I, w- I actually, I think I see him. Yeah, I see him tomorrow. So we should probably do like a new episode of limited time, Roman. It's just we review weird foods on my personal channel. Um, but yeah, it is going well. Uh, and the Kia is great. Um, I received a f- free set of winter tires from some rcr fans who hell yeah yeah they were the nicest people in the world it was a guy and his son and i'm so sorry that i'm blanking on the name right now it was a couple of weeks ago and they i took them for a coffee and we sat and talked for a bit um and i don't know they were like the nicest people and went out of their way to help and so i'm very very grateful for that um red betty's doing fine uh she's trudging along i mean i honestly part of me doesn't think she'll be viable that much longer just because she's been through a lot because she is being dailied and has been for the past like five years and change so um i don't know i'm just gonna keep her as long as i can um but i'm still enjoying the experience of being a mustang owner so yeah, no complaints on my end. Cool. Yeah. Uh Judd Kramer for uh $6.69. Nice. What what are your guys' thoughts on the Cowboy Bebop Netflix remake? Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. It's already been canceled, so I doubt I'll get around to it. Yeah. Uh I started watching the original Cowboy Bebop um recently, and it is very, very good. Yeah, yeah, it is good. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. Great driving music, too. I mean, the whole soundtrack's fantastic. There's a little bit kind of oh, like cornball stuff, but yeah. Too Good to Be Bad it's, is my favorite definitely, track. Um, there, there are some things that mark it as being a late 90s show, but I feel like it's it, it, in a comfy way. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a good way of putting it. I feel women weren't adequately represented. There's a lot of like bimbos and big titties everywhere. Um, there which, are a lot of things that marked it as a late '90s show. Yeah, yeah, there are like aspects of it that didn't age particularly yeah. well. But in the grand scheme of things, like I feel as though it's more notable for style over the actual story itself. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, it's a fascinating piece of media, but. I don't know about the remake. Well, it's, I mean, I, I I know you're trying to wrap up, so I won't go on a... Uh, oh, please. A, no, no. Literally. Or, oh, we, you, we can do whatever you want. want. You want it? Yeah. Well, um, I think it's, it's very interesting because I feel like the existence of Cowboy Bebop is... I, it, it was a very important show, and it did a lot of things that got used in science fiction and popular science fiction later on, but I don't think any of it could have happened without the... Um, the weird sort of way that Japan makes its media and just modern, but Japan was kind of ahead of everyone else, but Japan kind of um, started, I think like, especially early on with, are you familiar with database theory? I am not. I am not. As a, 
as a literary theory. So the idea Ooh, is that English stuff. Very nice. Yeah, you're ready to learn some literature. Hell yes. Yeah. Um, Database. Yeah. Theory. So some. Well, I mean, obviously you you know it, but this is a really interesting theory that I learned about in in college because um, I'm not a big anime person, but I took a course on it. There, the theory is that there. Um, Narratives used to be because we didn't have such rapid communication technology. Narratives used to used to have a lot of stories based around a single idea. So you'd have a single national narrative, and then that will be explored through a lot of different media, or a lot of different art pieces and stories, and uh, you know, books, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, then, as the internet came about, that sort of changed. Now, instead of having one large narrative, you have a lot of what uh, the author referred to as databases. Where, um, so for example, you have Western, sci-fi, um, like uh, fantasy. Like you have all of these different databases, and then you create narratives at, by pulling uh, from multiple <laughs> different databases. Um, so, for example, Cowboy Bebop would be um, Western mm -hmm. and science fiction mm -hmm. and uh, noir. And so you're, it's pulling from all these different databases. And I think that the way that Cowboy Bebop did it was extremely influential. And I can't help but wonder what sci-fi would look like if Japan hadn't been ahead of the curve yeah. and uh, started um, and started creating uh, content, especially anime, um, by pulling from those databases uh, with that sort of uh, narrative method, or not not narrative method, um, but like creative method. Hmm. Maybe it would be stuck still in the sort of idealistic uh, classic sci-fi. You're talking about like Buck Rogers stuff. Where it's like, yeah, no, we're I, in space, I, and that's the point. Right. Um, and I feel like a, like Japanese sci-fi kind of started toying around with that a lot, with that idea a lot more, um, and it influenced it a lot. I mean, just think about something like The Expanse. Uh, What's that? And think about uh, how much Cowboy uh, Bebop um, might have influenced it. Well, the expanse is. Uh, I'm not super familiar with it, but a lot of the themes that are explored in it um, maybe weren't explored quite as much in older science fiction. Yeah, um, and I, I can't help but wonder. Yeah, uh, it's interesting to think because, like, the expanse is kind of like right on that uh, straddling the line between, you know, hard science fiction and space opera. I would suppose uh, it's a. TV series that's based on a series of books from a guy who was uh, George R. R. Martin's, I want to say like editor or something along those lines, and um, or two guys actually, but they have a pseudonym where it's just one person, if I remember correctly. Not entirely sure, but um, yeah, there are people who swear by the expanse. I really need to get into it. Mm -hmm. I just haven't had the time that I would uh, to like take on a new show yet, but it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think that one thing Cowboy Bebop really gave us was um, the the concept of high tech low life outside yeah. of cyberpunk. Yeah. Yes. We're in space, because but so cyberpunk, what? Oh, um, so cyberpunk kind of created the concept of you know the high tech low life. Um, but I think that Cowboy Bebop went a long way to. Um, humanizing them because i feel like the people in cyberpunk narratives often aren't 
super realistic. They're like overly gritty. And um, when it, you, oh, I'm sorry, when you recommended Caves oh, no. of Steel to me, that sort of like that guy was like, I'm a hard boiled cop, huh. you know? Oh, he doesn't exist, right? Like th those are characters. Th those aren't actual people. Um, but then like cyberpunk goes even farther where it's like these people are almost comically gruff yeah. and intense. And like everyone is just like so like has been mainlining tropes since they were six. <laughs> that's a line. And <laughs> mainlining tropes. That is. That's a great they, line. They cannot move out of them. And, and I mean, it makes sense, right? Because the idea is that in a cyberpunk world, you are inundated with media and then you start emulating that media, right? Does art imitate life or does life imitate art? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, grimdark, right? It's like cyberpunk is almost comically grimdark. And um, I feel like Cowboy Bebop has been really interesting in the sense of like, you still have those noir tropes and these people are absolutely playing them up, but they feel more human. Mm -hmm. Like they're more relatable than I think a lot of cyberpunk characters. Yes. So it's sort of, I, I can't help but wonder if uh, Cowboy Bebop was sort of one of the transitory pieces of uh, science fiction that helped science fiction evolve into its next phase. Yeah. It's a very salient Sorry, point. you got me talking about... No, like, it's cool. Love <laughs> passion. <laughs> we so can sad. do whatever we want on this podcast. Yeah. And you're here, so I'm, please. I miss... I really I really miss doing this kind of thing um, like I did in college. Because, like, that's all you do in college. Right? Yes. You try to make these connections. I, I miss it. I college. really miss being surrounded by people who are just doing that all the time. Hang, hang, out, us, hang out with us when we write. That is all it is. It's, mm -hmm. it's just riffing yeah. and saying, well, how can we shove all this academic academic stuff in terms of <laughs> in terms of a car? And half the time we're not talking about a car. Nope. It's like Mikey Fenster. Oh, no, I love it. Mikey Fenstermacher. That's gonna be well, that's not that's just us being gross. And now I have to Yo, I heard Mikey I mean I heard Mikey Fenstermacher can't use the computers in the computer lab. Cause even when he plays jazz ball, he busts. We have this bit coming up in like this video, like like for an agonizing one quarter of the video, it's just going to be talking about this one kid who doesn't exist called Mikey Fenstermacher. And suddenly we're like in like the 10th grade or something like that. It's like, yo, I heard you. I heard like. It all comes it all comes from this one bit of uh, the joke starts because we got a picture of this manual of this car and it has like. You know, if your kid shouldn't sit in the front because an airbag, and if he if he sits in the front with an airbag, he got got to have a boost. Got he has to have a booster seat on it, and he he got to have a got to have seats. Um. So the picture is just this dipshit. The, the 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 it's a Japanese car. So, but for an American audience, so the fun thing about buying Japanese cars, I've owned two of them is their manual for the car has like Astro Boy style anime in it. Like as like, and the car itself is like this little chibi thing to like saying, don't drive right. too fast in the rain, blah, blah, blah. But if you have a world car, like a Corolla that's sold everywhere, or say for instance, the Celica that you were rolling around in, the American uh, manual will be just, plain factual but occasionally it will have some like drawings of people and the drawing of the kid 
in the booster seat. The kid looks like, I think they were trying to make a point, like your kid may be 10 years old or 12 years old, but if he's not big enough, if he's just too small, he really should be sitting in like a booster seat in the front seat. Fair enough. But this kid, they made him look like the biggest ding dong, just like this, <laughs> th this complete dipshit in there. And we're like, who is like, but occasion. And then I thought about this one kid who I knew and who I knew who was a little bit, he wasn't like he was short or anything like that, but he had like a weird relationship with his parents. And we like all like had these rumors about him. But like his when when cars started getting airbags, you know, when they were mandated, I think in the United States, airbags were mandated, I think, in like 97 or something like that. So that was that would have been second half of freshman year. And uh, we're going to call him Mikey Fenstermacher. His mom made him ride in the back of the car. So he get sometimes get picked up from school and it's like. Yo, my, I, Mikey Fenstermacher's mom makes him ride in the back of the car. What is up with that? Why can't he ride in the front of the car? I hear Mikey Fenstermacher still needs a kid's seat. <laughs> Yo, I, I heard Mikey Fenstermacher, they, they, he has to... You, <laughs> I heard Mikey Fenstermacher still uses still uses kid toothbrush, toothpaste. Yo, I heard Mikey Fenstermacher, his mom puts on his tidy whities for him. Yo. <laughs> I heard Mikey Fenstermacher is the reason we don't have the good buses anymore to go to the aquarium because when he rides in, the, I heard the janitor has to give him a ride to the aquarium and he can't, he can't ride on the bus with anybody else because when he rides the bus, he busts <laughs> just like making up these, <laughs> these horrible rumors about this kid. <laughs> yo, yo, I heard when I, Mikey pees, I, he busts. I heard Mikey Fenstermacher's mom gets him new pants every week because he soils them regularly. Yo, I heard my, yo, I heard Mikey, I heard every time Mikey takes a shit, he busts. <laughs> I, I heard, I, I heard that Mikey Fenstermacher pulls his pants all the way down to his ankles when he takes a piss. Yo, I heard Mikey Fenstermacher shit his pants when he did that. Oh, yeah. I heard. When Mikey, I, I heard that when Mikey Fenstermacher pisses, he busts. <laughs> yo, yo, I came in the bathroom one time. I swear to God, Mikey Fenstermacher was pissing in the drain in the middle of the floor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you ever thought about doing that? No. I think everybody's thought about doing what? that at some you, point. Why not? I've peed in sinks before. I've never peed in the in the in the grate in the middle of like a truck stop. I mean, you don't actually do it, but you think, oh, hey, one of these days. You don't think about it. You consider, oh, catfish! You, you think you think that you think that this is new. Uh, you should see the streams that I do on Twitch. <laughs> Those streams are great. Oh yeah, but but by the way, um, I'm I'm resting. I'm maxing and relaxing uh, to give my um, to give my immune system the best shot it can get if I did catch COVID. Um, but if my um, I, I have some tests that I'm going to be uh, then going to be doing tonight. Um, a, a test. I'm going to take a COVID test, a, a home test, because mm -hmm. uh, I, I was I was sent back with with some of them. Um, okay. And I'm I if if it's negative tomorrow, I'm going to be um, doing Twitch streams again. I'm trying to get partnered. And hell yeah, uh, I'm going to be looking into crypto land. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you saw that too. Yes. It's like it it blurs the line between it's is it Tim? It's it's so Tim and Eric, but there are points where like this could be crazy enough to work. Like, like someone's gonna take the money, someone's gonna run, it's gonna be fire festival. And yet, like it could have started out as a joke, but then if someone sees, like, you know, we could we could run a grift with this a little bit, we could like uh Yo, tits are coming up on your stream again. I'm watching you scroll through your no, phone. No, it's it's it keeps showing up. I'm trying to find something to talk about uh, because I, I have I nothing think... to contribute, and it's literally showing me ads with like, "Look at busty person, you're a human so, male," and I'm like, so, "Okay, that's all great and everything, but meh. Brian, um, some so th there has been a development in the crypto land mm -hmm. thing. Um, on Twitter, someone asked, um, what will the age of consent be in crypto land? And their they, their social media responded um, saying something along the lines of uh, mental maturity being the oh, most important thing. Oh, 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 oh. And they've been getting dragged pretty hard. They're trying to play it off as, it, as if um, it was an intern who doesn't speak English well, misunderstanding the question. But considering that mental maturity is a huge, like a dog whistle, uh -huh. like a very loud dog whistle among, um, you know, those types, it, nobody's buying it. No, I wouldn't buy and it this, this actually has been, um, th there's a tradition of um, attempted libertarian, ind independent, island states yeah. in the middle of the ocean sometimes they'll um sometimes they'll like take ships out there and be like all right we're a nation now and this the age of consent is always something that creates problems and is always a we'll just say that it is a motivating factor historically oh, with these kinds shit. of projects so is there any real person identified behind crypto land uh yes there are some real people Oh, and um, one of them, I think like the main person apparently is involved with a Spanish speaking publication that kind of got in hot water re a little while ago because the the place that or the the magazine that he owns got into a YouTuber's private life and found their secret partner. And he, like, that, that they were trying to keep, yeah, they were they were trying to keep it on the down low because uh, the the YouTuber didn't want their partner being harassed. Mm. Partner like, as in relationship partner private, or private. business partner? Yeah, relationship partner. Okay. Yeah, relationship partner. And like they didn't want the person you no know, being scrutinized, so they were trying to keep their private life private. And mm. imagine that um, this person's magazine. Okay. Um, sort of shown a big light on it so but there's not a I, I don't know that people have dug up a whole lot on him and i certainly haven't um i'm just here to warm myself by the dumpster fire hell yeah <laughs> i can't wait tell me all about it or what am i doing the, what's tomorrow friday friday what am i doing tomorrow uh tomorrow ideally uh ideally i would like your notes by tomorrow sure so so I don't have to like worry about recording so I can have like maximum brunch.
<laughs> on uh, Saturday. Yeah. Saturday, I'm having uh, oh, you'll like this name, Fred. Uh, this one rally team, this LGBTQ friendly uh, car ra- uh, lemons rally team called Junkyard Gay Bar, and so I can have. It's a wonderful place, uh, because like, like the L- there isn't really an LGBTQ scene in like the automotive world because it's typically like. Oh, big cars and big engines and stuff. And it's, it's, if it exists, it exists deep in the background because half the time you don't want to upset someone at a car show because, you know, old people. And yeah, it's remarkable how much a person's existence can piss off someone else. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Hey, Bob, guess what? I'm gay. <laughs> it's just right at lunch. Just like responds, you're, like, you're being gay. Like you're being gay personally offends me. Yeah. Leave my vicinity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But for some reason, really like weird about Bob it. doesn't mind telling us about cannibalism over our breakfast. Right. Yeah. Like, it's this just... sounds like an old man conversation. Like we're having breakfast at the coffee shop and he's talking about just apropos of nothing, just coming in talking about what, well, you know, when Columbus was on the Island, they watched a kid get eaten by his parents or, or something like something that. Something wild like that, that had no like prompt. I, I like, yeah. We didn't like tee him up for that or leave nope. the door open for it. Did you see what he was eating? What? No. What I Bob was it. eating? It was the old man breakfast. Mm. Define the old man breakfast. Cream chip beef on toast. Oh, that's like the old man Pennsylvania breakfast. That's like the the hearty. Yeah. Um. Uh, the, the early bird. Special. I want a big plate of gray, and I don't want to taste it. <laughs> Right. That, that's the that's the kind of food that an old person will tell you uh, will put hair on your chest. Yeah. Mm, Apparently yes. liver spots on your face, too, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's wrap up these questions. J B L Y O N two high five for also having a gay brother and producing no grandkids. Hell yeah. This family name can just go in the dirt. <laughs> Anthony, $6.90. Nice. Hey, fellas, haven't caught you in a while. Hope all still well. I still have my 1983 Z28 in Mont, uh, in Montgo. Montgomery County, I, I, yeah. I'm assuming. That's yours to critique. Uh, gosh, we did like an I-82 IROC, and that's pretty darn close. Uh, if you'd like an easy target. Uh, once again, send me an email. That's the way we do it through everything. I wish I could give an answer in person or on this, but, uh, send an email and that's really all anybody can do, but thank you so much. And thank you for like an RCR email or, uh, uh send the form. Well, now you got to do the form. Yeah. yeah so right. go to regular car, car review, review singular.com. There's a link in the description of this live stream. Rock and roll. And also hats are back in stock. So if you want an RCR hat, like the one I wear, they're back in stock. And uh, uh, Leyland G says, Happy New Year, RCR. Again, $6.90. Nice. Happy New Year to you, too. Patrick McFarlane, with a generous donation, says, Tim Dillon, a modern Bill Hicks, although postmodern frat boy works very well. There's some Bill Hicks. There's definitely Bill Hicks in there. Um, But uh, Tim Dillon doesn't live as his online presence. So he's able to turn on and turn off. So... As evidence, like when he has actual guests on his podcast, he's himself. And when it's just him, like ranting, almost Bill Burr style, yeah, that's more of him, like cranked up when he's wearing the aviator sunglasses and things. Hmm. So happy new year to all three of you. Thank you. Very good. Andrew Palmer. 
Thank you for your donation. Hey there, hope you guys have been enjoying your holiday break and thank you for all the wonderful videos this past year. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you so much. JT Rock 5, uh, thank you for your donation. Started interviewing my dad on his time in the SCCA, the Sports Car Club of America, in the, in the mid to late 80s. Awesome, good time to be in grassroots racing. Always in the slowest class, taking at the time shit boxes around the track. Now all those shit boxes are twenty five thousand dollars. Wow! On uh, bring a trailer around the tracks for twenty four hours with his team. Fantastic! Fantastic! Awesome! Gerald P, thank you for uh, thank you for the donation. I got my motorcycle motorcycle license in twenty twenty one with training. Any tips on becoming a better rider? Time in the saddle. Time in the saddle. Time in the saddle. Did the stupid thing and Don't. brought a new bike. New bike. Eh, yeah. Uh, Spit Villain 701. Fart Pilot 701. Fart. What the heck is that? Don't know. Uh, he's paying with Canadian dollars, so he may get a model that we don't get in the States. Possibly. How do I do Control P on a Mac? Macs are gay. Command V. Is that what it is? I think that's. Riding a motorcycle is easy. Just don't crash. Yeah. I think it's command C. Idiot. Command V. No, it's just command. Command C. Command. Duh. Command C. My understanding is that a lot of the shortcuts on Macs are the same as Windows, just command instead of control. Gotcha. There it is. Oh, it's a Husky. Okay. Husqvarna. Husqvarna. Which is Husqvarna is, I think, are they Swedish? Oh, I knew this because I had to know it for an RCR story. And now I don't. It recall. looks like the name looks almost German. So I'm going to say yes. Uh, let's see. Um... They sell Husqvarna's like they have some sort of deal with Harley Davidson's like some of the Harley Davidson brand. You can see Huskies there. Yeah, they're Swedish. Swedish. Yep. All right. Husqvarna is like. The B side to everybody who wants to drive a BMW motorcycle. Yeah. Because like I drive a BMW motorcycle. I paid $30,000 for my motorcycle. Blah, 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 blah. And then some guy in a Husky says like, yeah, this does everything that that German bike does. And it's $10,000 less. So mm. it's sort of like that. They have a beat them on price point. Huskies, they, they look really, really like. You don't want to say cyberpunk because then everybody who like wants to uh, if if a if a vehicle has like a lot of hard angles on it and like like uh, aggressive angles, they think like oh it's cyberpunk. But I have no better way to describe like the styling of these bikes. I I think they're They're just the, every. They look like Tekken fighters. It's just all angly and they, <laughs> they. They don't need to look like that, but I don't know. It's it's their style. So, so you bought a new bike with a lot of plastic on it. So that's like the huh, thing because the the deal is when you in you when you get a new motorcycle, you're gonna drop it. Usually a low speed or no speed crash in a parking lot, you just end up dropping it. So if it has a lot of plastic, that plastic's gonna break. As opposed to buying a Japanese motorcycle from the eighties and nineties that are just metal, everything. They just drop, you may dent the tank, but who cares? You can sell it on again for the same price you bought them. They're just like these indestructible tanks of bikes, but yeah. Hey, welcome to two wheels. I don't yeah. know if I'm ever going to buy a bike again. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, uh, 
I mean, I have to get a different house because like half the deal of me, like not riding motorcycles anymore is now I'd have to move a car to get the bike out. And I was like, Ugh. yeah. And then I have to go, you know, I got to move the car, park the car, move the bike. And it was just like having a small garage. Like the only bike I'm like mildly, there's two bikes I'm mildly interested in. But again, I'd need like a house with a three car garage is the Suzuki Bergman, <laughs> Bergman, <laughs> which is a maxi scooter. Uh, it's a maxi, it's a 650 cc maxi scooter that'll do 110 miles an hour. Ooh. So, and it's, but it's just like, uh, I want to, I want to, I want to ride, but I really want to be comfortable, yeah. but I don't want to drive a Honda Goldwing gigantic thing. I just want a comfortable gas saving little thing that has all the amenities of a big bike, but, and all the speed of a big bike. But I want to feel like I'm, uh, I want to feel like I'm riding a, a, a the, the, one of those fold out lawn chairs yeah. that comes in a bag. Oh, one of those. Yeah. yeah. Drawstring bag. Yeah. And the other bike is a zero. So one of the electric oh, right. bikes, cause I rode one in New Zealand. Like this is awesome. <laughs> and I don't care about a bike. Like, but the other thing is like, I've ridden every single road around this area. So there's no place left to explore. Yeah. So there's I'm like, nothing nah. that's going to surprise you here. And the only, the only person I know around in the area who rides is, is Ted Stoltz down in Lancaster. And, uh, we had this thing that we were, we wanted to ride to Anthrocon one year, but I'm like, well, then you get there and there's like this limitation of having a bike and stuff. And then you're not going to have a lot of gear with you or like half your clothes are going to be your motorcycle clothes. And like the novelty of going on a long motorcycle ride is just kind of, eh. yeah, man. Fred, what do you think of motorcycles? I think Fred's asleep. Uh, oh, uh, he's still there. No, I'm here. I'm, I'm just like, uh, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think about what I think about motorcycles. It's all right. I'm kind of there too. Like I, I don't dislike motorcycles. I just don't really have much of a thought about them, I guess. I guess it's dirt biking's cool. Yeah, that's fun. That uh, a dirt bikes dirt bikes handle like bicycles and they they have the same riding position as a bicycle, like a mountain bike. Uh, the 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 transition from mountain bike to dirt bike is all, is almost instantaneous. Wow. As long as you know how to shift the like, things, you're good. My my opinion of motorcycles is definitely covered by um my dad having a motorcycle and nearly dying. The only uh, reason he survived was because of the reflexes he trained. Mount, um, not mountain biking. Sorry, dirt biking. Yeah, yeah. And he so, was just able to dump it right um, and fall right and. Right, exactly. He had to, he had to fall. Yeah. Um, but, like he was like a truck pulled out in front of him um, in an intersection, yeah. and he had to he he had to like slide to a stop. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, anyway, anyway, I would, um, suggest refreshing the, the super chat one more time. Uh, if only because my, uh, screen got really pixelated. So I don't know if like, you know, they gave us two hours of good luck and now our luck is starting to like wonky. Um, uh, we, well, yeah, we had one more super chat from grease monkey. Uh, I think this is Australian dollars, AUD. Yeah, I think so. Or is A, I think it was A is just Australian. Could be. There's no see. D in Austria, so it can't be that. So all he says is you can't tell me what to do. 
So he's <laughs> ignoring the sign that we want no more super chats because we're wrapping it up. Yeah, it's Australia. It's, it's like we're wrapping it up, but there's no real time limit. Although this is the longest podcast we've ever done. But no, we did the one uh, after hours one where we were basically just drinking whiskey half the Hell time. Hell yeah! And I had that, uh, and we did that like wrestling promo, just like yeah, I'm coming for you. It was just <laughs> like yeah, yeah. That was a long one. That was like three hours. It's 6 p.m. I really should get to the gym because I, I'm one of the things that's helped with what I thought were its heart palpitations. Like, oh, yeah, during during my break, I don't think I posted a picture of this, but I had a wireless heart monitor on me. Yeah. Um, did I show that picture. Yeah, Fred? you, you yeah, showed, showed me. me. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. You showed me. Um, What what came of that? Well, we'll find out. I mean, I, I gave it back or I mailed it back. Uh, We'll find out if it's of course, like my heart didn't beat hard while I was wearing it. But there were two other factors. One, I wasn't going to the gym every day, which may have something to do with it. And two, because I wasn't going to the gym, I don't eat dinner until I get back from the gym because I want to earn my dinner. Mm. Uh, but that also means I'm eating dinner very late, which I used to say, well, it's sort of Nick style. It's it hasn't been. <laughs> hey. But then I'm getting? eating a big dinner at like 10 p.m. and going to bed at midnight. So right. your stomach is still going. So when I wasn't going to gym, I'd be eating dinner now at six and then finish eating like, and I maybe have two bowls of food and I'd finish eating by at the latest eight and I wouldn't go to bed till midnight. So I just went to bed and my stomach wasn't going. Therefore my heart rate was lower. So maybe that could be a thing. And last night I was at the gym later but I didn't cook a big meal. I just cooked a tiny meal yeah. instead of cooking my big thing of rice, my big thing of vegetables and whatever meat I had. I just had a little bit of sausage and a little bit of vegetables and one bowl. And that was it. And I went to bed. Sure enough, I went right to bed. There you go. I only had to go. I only had to get up to pee and like, <laughs> and like I have my usually like 530 a.m raging hard on oh yeah no which is I, like yeah guess what guess what <laughs> We're fucking like there's nobody here i'll give a shit <laughs> it's literally every it's <laughs> almost that exact same time for me too and it's worse when i wake up at around that time and i really have to pee and i just can't Fran, tick 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 I'm tick just like talk frat tick 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 yeah. tick tick knock <laughs> oh Man, it's like a stale churro. <laughs> no, it's just like speed metal. It's just, the only car the only car need is the ace of spades. The ace of spades. <laughs> oh my god! You ever have sleep jerking? Does that ever work it into your dreams? You're actually jerking off in your sleep? No. Oh, that's that's a new one. <laughs> I'm not quite been there, no. Uh, okay, I think we're going to wrap it up. Wrap. That, that's that, that that's was a solid buzz. two and a half. That's a solid two and a half. Yeah. Hours. All right. Uh, well, you got rock solid. As rock solid, solid. as you are in the middle of the night. Yeah. God damn. It's like, why can't this happen in the daytime? <laughs> why can't it happen when I'm mm -hmm. done editing and I'm ready to get disgusting in incognito mode? Oh, why yeah. can't it happen... Why can't it happen at 9.50 p.m. after I'm done eating and I don't feel like playing Skyrim again? Yeah. I'm just looking for entertainment now. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. No. 
No, it's got to come when like 545 in the morning. Yeah. Hey, guess what? <laughs> you got to be at the airport and bust. I got to bust before you get on the airline because you can't you No, know, Yeah, I only jerked off in an airplane bathroom once. Oh, I've never. 2001. 747 400. I was bust or bust. Bust or bust. Or bust. <laughs> <laughs> but then like this guy next to me started making out with this girl. This was like shortly after 9-11 and I'm flying to Cape Town, South Africa. And uh and but this was on the way back. I don't think I busted on the way there. I was just so excited to go. Um oh my god. Oh my god. Flying Flying on a plane after 9-11 was the new um was the new eating puffer fish. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we could die. Oh, it's exciting. Oh, my mom wanted my mom at the time I had like I had like just the bottom goatee, or maybe I had a chin strap because it was 2001. And oh, no. my mom was like, I want you to shave that. You look like a terrorist. I'm Ooh. like, Mom, I look like I'm in limp biscuit. <laughs> no. Don't don't wear that hat. You look like a terrorist. I'm like, mom, it's Pennsylvania in the wintertime. I'm wearing a wool hat. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you want? I'm me wearing to say? a beanie. What do you want me to say? What do you mean to do? I'm getting on an airplane in December to go because it's summer down there. Yeah. I, I someone could say something. And I remember like I flew from I didn't fly out of Philly. I flew out of Harrisburg. Wow. Because I flew Delta back then. And I flew Harrisburg to Atlanta and Harrisburg. I'll never forget it walking in there. And they had this big banner right in front of security. And it just said, thank you for flying. Oh, cause they thought everything was going to go under and everybody was super nice. And I was getting served on the plane. I'm 19. I think I'm getting served on the plane. Like it's well, it's South African Airlines. So, you know, their rule. I think their legal age is 18. Yeah. So I'm like drinking wine and like, this is great. But on the way back, there was like, we were, uh, I wasn't, I, I was in economy, but on a 747 uh, economy, you know, you saw inception, like first classes in the nose, flight decks upstairs. In the old days, first class was on the second floor. Um, and the whole bottom was, I think, economy or, or whatever. And, but, on the old 747 400s upstairs is also economy but it's nicer up there and like there's more space up there they don't cram the seats in on the second floor so it's almost like you're in sort of premium economy and on the way back it was only three abreast i had the aisle seat and there was like some girl in the middle i forget where she was from and some guy from chicago over on the window seat and they started hooking up on the plane ride on the way back and started making out and then I just went into the bathroom on the second floor and busted. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a podcast. That's a podcast. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us, Fred. It was so great to hear from you. Fled, Fred, uh, I, plug your stuff. I know that I can be a bit odd, and I do hope that I was a boon. Fred, you are one of our favorite guests. Amazing you are welcome anytime. Oh. Yes. Oh, you're way too sweet. Yeah. Uh, Jester says sleep jerking. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Thank you. Thank you. I will. I will wake up with my pants off. Sometimes. Hell yeah. You sleep with pants on? That does happen. 
Yeah, pajama pants. Yeah, I got, I got I rock those pajama pants. You guys I, sleep with clothes on? <laughs> I wouldn't call pajamas clothes. They're not. Yeah, they're not clothes per se because it's a thinner fabric than you would actually go outside with in this weather. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Like sometimes I right, sleep like, in my underwear, but like it feels and- weird sometimes. Uh, I, I, I was I was kind of having an, an internal debate with myself, wondering if um, like because you wear them, right? Like they're like pajamas could be considered clothes. Uh, but then I, I asked myself, OK, so if I walked into a place that like demanded clothing, right, like you must be clothed to be here. Yeah. Um, would they accept pajamas? And the answer is probably no. So I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, half the people that I had classes with in undergrad showed up in pajamas. Like, it's literally girls wearing hoodies and pajama bottoms. Yeah, in class, and uh, so yeah. it's kind of that. And like the Berkshire yeah. Mall when I worked there, there was just like, you got Skook trash and you got Burks trash. They're very different types of trash. But I saw people walking yeah. around that mall in like pajama bottoms. Oh, I walk. I go to the freaking. I would go to the Rite Aid usually in my pajamas and. Your Rite Aid was right there. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And but then that's another thing, like living in an area where you can walk around. Yeah. I don't remember wearing pajamas outside when I lived in Kutztown. But like, I can't remember when I, st- when did I stop wearing clothes to bed? It had to be, it had to be bleh, probably senior year in college when I had an off campus apartment by myself. I was like, why am I wasting laundry detergent? Stuff? <laughs> uh, but I see, I understand the opposite is that you will have to wash your bedding more because you're going to sweat right directly into the bedding. Do yeah. you sweat when you sleep? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. And my whole thing is like, I don't know. I guess I slobber on the pillow. Uh, I don't, well, I mean, I do realize it, but it's one of those things where we had to wash our bedding last night and it, it's, I don't mind the whole washing the bedding thing. What bugs me is that when we have to put the uh, fitted sheet back on, I hate doing anything with a fitted sheet Mm. (laughs) because it's just like, it doesn't want to adhere. I'm terrible with them. Mm. Like luckily my girlfriend's like a total like whiz at that, but I'm just, she also got like these little suspender things that like hold them in place. Um, So like I can just like move around all I want, toss and turn all I want and whatnot. And it's not going to come off. (laughs) So that's great. Um, Living in the future. Uh, all right. So thank you to everybody who donated uh, in the Super Chats. You are helping RCR uh, for our travel budget. Your money will be spent very, very maturely. Thank you to everybody who donates to Patreon. We are You allow us regular car reviews to function as a larger channel than it, than it is. Uh, thank you to everybody who... Uh, uh, Joins in every Monday for our new video. I know there wasn't one this week, but uh, the next one's already posted and scheduled. I just have to do the final, like, put all the information in it. Yeah, um, And we will see you on Monday, and I will remember the hint. I hope I remember the hope future Brian remembers the hint on uh, social media Sunday night for you guys to guess what type of car it is. Thank you so much for Frederick Knudsen from the channel Down the Rabbit Hole for joining us this evening for two hours and 11 minutes. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for, for keeping us company. This this was a delight. Please come back and do this again, Fred. It's a lot of fun. It really is. I Thank, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, so for everybody, uh, for RCR, for uh, Down the Rabbit Hole with Fred and Nick Roman, I'm Brian. 
I'm Nick. Have a very good night, guys. Good, good night. night, everyone. And the stream.